Hello from quarantine and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I am Julia Callahan and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season two, episode 18, A Perfect Wedding. So we just want to take this moment and talk about what is happening in this moment and really acknowledge that Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. And that is the opinion of this podcast mm-hmm. and has always been and will continue to be. Yeah, Black men's lives matter, Black women's lives matter, Black, black, black trans, trans lives, lives matter, Black disabled lives matter, <laughs> all of the Black lives fucking matter. And one of the things that we really work on in with this show is as our personal goal is to dismantle the patriarchy yeah but we have to acknowledge that we can't dismantle the patriarchy without dismantling white supremacy absolutely these two things exist comorbid and will tear us down Mm. so one thing that i feel like you know during this moment that as we reflect on how we can change and how we can keep this momentum going is acknowledging that you know we should try harder to point out the moments of white supremacy in addition to the patriarchy and mm-hmm. the gaze that this show has created as a show about white people created by white people mm-hmm. with the premise of being the classic American teenage experience, right? right. <laughs> which in and, in and of itself is an agent of white supremacy. Absolutely. So, as we continue our lifelong path to be anti-racist, this is a thing that I know that we will make an effort to acknowledge and change. And, you know, part of our journey of dismantling our own, um, you know, racism within us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is acknowledging that as white women, we're told to be perfect and that if we're not perfect, we're doing something wrong. So I know that's something that you know, we constantly work on within ourselves. And so it can feel scary to not be doing the right thing. Yep. But, you know, what we also are working to dismantle. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think just, you know, for the the two of us, I mean, I'm glad you said that about working on our own inherent racism, because I think it's important, Aaron, for us to talk about the fact that, of course, we we're born and raised in a racist society. And so that's, mm-hmm. you know, that is in us. Um, we work to fight against it, but we slip up and we, you know, there are, there are major blind spots that we have. And, you know, we're aware of that. Um, and we're always working um, to try to m- minimize those blind spots to be work on our anti-racism, become anti-racists. Um, but that's lifelong work. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. And we just want to say we're incredibly grateful for this little community that we're creating and that we're building. And mm-hmm. we love what y'all bring to us and highlight to us. And, you know, we hope that we're doing the same for y'all. And so, you know, we're a community. We love your input. We love your voices as well. Yeah. So if there's anything you want us to touch on, we love it. Bring it to us. If there's something you don't like, we love it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, all voice, your voice matters. Yeah. Especially and, in this moment. And listen, we're, we're two friends that have known each other since, you know, 2001 that just 
decided one day to pick up some microphones and start talking about a show that, you know, really does mean something to us. We're not experts. We're not, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we read a lot, but we're not, we're not, we don't, neither of us has a PhD in anything like, (laughs) and even if we did, that wouldn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. But like, but you know, we're not experts in any field, but we're both people that I think, um, want to have discussions about broader discussions through the lens of this show. Um, that's what this podcast, um, we think of this podcast being able to do and, uh, dismantling the white supremacist patriarchy is one of those discussions. And, you know, we're going to um, definitely be more, have more of a focused eye on that uh, as we move forward. Move forward. <laughs> <laughs> and also just um, a third thing before I start getting into this episode Um, I want to say that if you guys are looking for black folks perspective on Dawson's Creek, there is a great podcast run by Keith and Dane um, and uh, it's called Dawson's Black and you can find it. You can find it on Spotify. They have great insights. They're coming from a black person's perspective. It's two black men that do it. Um, We love them. They're great guys. They've been huge supporters of our show. And, and, you know, I think you'll really like what they're doing and what they're talking about. So check them out on Spotify um, if you get a chance. Uh, And they're wonderful. So um, with that, we're going to talk about episode 18. This one was directed by Mike White, or I mean, sorry, written by Mike White, Aaron's, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron's, yeah, love fave. that guy. Uh, directed by Greg Prange, who we have definitely seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so this originally aired on April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. I'll have a little bit to say about that in a second, um, but I'm going to read Aaron the Wikipedia description. Uh, okay, <laughs> this is a long one. <laughs> It's a doozy. (laughs) With Joey's father suddenly back in town, Bessie and he decide to expand the ice house to also cater for weddings. Needing help, they enlist Andy, who says she hates weddings, girl same, and Pacey, (laughs) (laughs) and Pacey, who loves them. Joey doesn't think her father, recently out of jail, should be seen so publicly in Cape Side. I mean, that wasn't exactly the argument, but okay. Dawson feels sorry for his mother who arrives to the wedding alone, a feeling that is exacerbated when his father shows up with Miss Kennedy. Jack and Dawson battle to help a scared bride while Andy and Pacey scramble to fix the cake. Dawson and Joey reconnect romantically. Jen and Abby sneak into the wedding, but when Andy kicks them out, they head to the local docks, leading to tragedy. (laughs) This is an iconic episode. It's, it is. It sure is, Aaron. It sure is. Okay. So my history's mysteries. Like I said, I did all of March of 1999 last time. There was a long break. Um, last episode was March 10th, and this episode is April 28th. So we've got like six, seven weeks in between. Right. So um, April 1, 1999... Uh, Nunavut, an Inuit homeland, is created from the eastern portion of the Northwest Territories to become Canada's third territory. Right. 
1999. I'm just going to say that again that year. <laughs> That's when that happened. Um, <laughs> April 5th, 1999, in Laramie, Wyoming, Russell Henderson pleads guilty to kidnapping and felony murder in order to avoid a possible death penalty conviction for the killing of Matthew Shepard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, April 7th, 1999. Kosovo's main border crossings are closed by Yugoslav forces to prevent Kosovar Albanians from leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. April 8th, 1999, Bill Gates's personal fortune makes him the wealthiest individual in the world due to the increased value of Microsoft stock. Hmm. Who did he um, overtake? Usurp? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Huh. I'm not sure. Um, April 12th, 1999, Bill Clinton is cited for contempt of court for giving intentionally false statements in a sexual harassment civil lawsuit. April 14th, 1999, NATO warplanes repeatedly bomb ethnic Albanian refugee convoys for two Mm -hmm. hours over a 12-mile stretch of road after mistaking them for Yugoslav military trucks between, I'm so sorry for my pronunciation, Dakovica and Dikani in western Kosovo, killing at least 73 refugees. Okay. Yeah, that crisis was out of control. Yes, and heating up at this time in 1999. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, April 17th, 1999, a nail bomb, the first of three planted by David Copeland over a fortnight, explodes in the middle of a busy market in Brixton, South London. So this guy was a white supremacist who planted nail bombs, one in Soho, which is the gay um, neighborhood in London, one in Brixton, Mm -hmm. and one um, on Brick Lane, which um, is a a South Asian neighborhood in London. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, if you're in London, great curry in Brick Lane. Um, And then finally, on April 20th, 1999... In Littleton, Colorado, teenagers Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold open fire on their teachers and classmates, killing 12 students and one teacher and then themselves. So April. I wonder if uh, they pushed this episode a week. Okay. Aaron, I'm so glad you said that because (laughs) I could not. I did. I did ask myself that question. Um, Uh Because I I know they pushed season five because of 9-11. Right. Right. I know they did, too. So I couldn't find an actual, like, solid answer. But Mm -hmm. on April 27th, the first volume of the soundtrack, Dawson's Creek, Songs from Dawson's Creek, Volume 1, was released, Mm -hmm. which makes me think that the show wasn't actually delayed. That the album came out on, like, a Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, the show Mm -hmm. aired. Um, so that they could promote it. So, right. so that that's my only proof. That makes sense. Yeah, this that's... episode has some iconic songs in it too. Girl. <laughs> and <laughs> I've got them for you. Okay, so. <laughs> Don't worry. I like mindlessly was humming along to the end of it and uh-huh. knew all those lyrics. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> we'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. Oh yeah. So um, the number one movie in the country at this point is The Matrix. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we're living in now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, also, if you think that like The Matrix is some like 
you know, Nazi, like it means that you should be a white supremacist. I'm just going to say that trans women made that movie and maybe you should rethink exactly how you're interpreting it. (laughs) Just, just saying. Number one song. Okay. So you remember last week I told you there was four weeks of Monica. Then there was four four weeks weeks of Cher. Yeah. We are in the thick of four weeks here. Another four week uh, Uh hit. No scrubs by TLC. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah. The banger. I mean, what? What a like 12 week period we've had. Like both culturally, it's been a nightmare. But but, you know, song wise, it's been great. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've been wondering now, where's all the good protest music? I know. I know. You guys, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for some. Yeah, me too. Anyone listening, send us your bangers that you're hearing from your communities. I haven't heard any good protest songs in L.A. yet. Yeah, totally. That doesn't mean they're not here, but. Yeah, we just haven't heard them. All right. All right, Aaron. So we're going to open on the Leary house before we go into Dawson's room. Yeah. (laughs) I think this is where. (laughs) It was kind of weird. Because I watched it on Hulu, so I did see the, like, yeah, yeah, previously yeah. on. And it, they, like, remind you that they end, like, kind of on a cliffhanger. Right. <laughs> so it was weird to just be like, here Dawson's we are, Dawson's room. room. Also, but girl, I know anyways. you can see me. I I haven't really been drinking in this quarantine, but today I did pour myself a fucking whiskey and a half. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah, I, is that? <laughs> I, I know you're not I drinking. Mean, <laughs> it's been a week. Um, so... Well, last week, I didn't tell you, but last week I had a THC drink, and then I feel like I could hear it in my voice at the end, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you needed to be all here for last week's episode. No, don't exactly. Feel- <laughs> I was like, who cares? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Creek Days is playing. I feel like this is where your memory yes, of Rachel Lee Cook exactly. ran the bonus. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like Dawson and Gail are watching it. She's in there. And she's so like funny. such a she's such a mom about it's so it. So classic. She's like, yeah, it's great. You know, yeah. I loved it. It's moving, it's funny, it's real. And I'm like, we've gotten none of this from what we've seen. <laughs> well, you don't even like we've heard her like interact with movie night before. Uh-huh. And like, so you don't even get the vibe. She She's being a mom, like, because Dawson picks up on it right away. Sure. Yeah, because he's like, uh, you're my mom. It's your job to say that shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I can tell what you're doing right now. Yeah. You know, and he totally has this, like, existential crisis, which yeah. is good that he's, like, living in his, his age. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I would just like to say that Dawson clearly doesn't have my mother, who straight up would tell me when she thought my art was shitty. Same. <laughs> Same. She was oh, like, just, "This like, is a terrible drive." This is why we have a very strained relationship, and I don't always trust her. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, my mom wasn't like that, but she would be like, "No, this isn't your best art." <laughs> my mom Which was fair? Like, when we were kids, and we'd bring home like those shitty ass ornaments, and my mm-hmm. mom would be like, "Let's put it on the tree that everyone outside can see." <laughs> People on the outside can see. We're like, we live on a fucking hill. We can't see our house from the street. Like, I know. What? I know. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. No, my mom was more like I was. She was very supportive of my music, mm. but my visual art, which is is truly terrible. She was like, <laughs> you know, 
It's not great, Julia. I'll put it on the fridge, but it's not great. Anyway. My sister-in-law said that when my nephew, like, brought home his first drawing, like, he's two, she Uh cried. (laughs) I was like, that's going to be my vibe for sure. Of course. (laughs) Totally. So, you know, Gail's, so, so, or Dawson's like, you know, I just had such a clear vision of this movie. I saw, I heard every moment. I saw every moment. It just, I failed to translate it. Mm-hmm. I failed to bring it to life, which I actually am kind of like here for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm here for you failing at something. Like I'm, and then I mean that in like the best way possible. Yeah, no, and also acknowledging like I tried, but like okay, I didn't, I didn't succeed, and that's okay, you know. Yeah, because he even says he's like, maybe I can recut it. Like maybe there's an element that can be done to this, you know. Totally, and I think like I'm actually really into working on your art having those moments Mm -hmm. where as a person who works with artists you know like sometimes there are those moments where you're like I know what you're trying to do here but you are not effectively doing it and like absolutely let's figure out how we can effectively do this and I think that is actually a great thing for an artist to learn Mm -hmm. and you learn that by failing (laughs) like yeah plain and simple you learn that by failing to do it but then, like, then he starts spiraling and he's like, mm-hmm. what if my plans for my life fail? And like, you know, what then? What if my plans for like being a filmmaker? And I'm just like, bro, you make new plans when they fail. Like, well, I kind of like it. It feels so authentic oh, totally. to chat like teenage dumb, you know? Totally. So it's like good when we see Dawson being like an authentic teenager, yeah. because you're like, this is how you should be feeling, you know? Right. Um, you kind of wish that then he could like take that space and like, share it with his friends and like kind of connect everyone could connect over that you know um yeah he's like I'm gonna be a failure what if I can't do it right and you're like oh so you're realizing that you're a white man and like not everyone has like these like ideas that everything's gonna work out you know yeah <laughs> yeah. It's like his first confrontation with his white privilege, yeah. but he doesn't know that's what's happening. Right. He, you know? He's not really aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. And Gail kind of tells him that the trick is to stay tenacious and not let minor setbacks derail his vision. Mm-hmm. And that's where he's like, well, maybe I'll re edit it. And Gail's mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. She's giving him really good advice. Like, yeah. He's being really supportive and helpful, you know? And she says the movie may not be Citizen Kane, but it's not Bride of Chucky either. I wish I could make a funny joke about Bride of Chucky. I don't fuck with those movies. (laughs) I don't need that shit in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. And Aaron hates horror movies. Yeah, yeah, So anyway, Dawson is like, well, my film teacher hated it. And Gail's like, it's just one opinion, which I think is totally. Yeah. 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 So then Gail turns and is kind of like, so speaking of. Teachers. Then it takes a dark turn and they cross a boundary <laughs> that I was like, y'all, we're doing so well. I was I liking this vibe. Aaron, this whole episode is with Ooh. him and his parents is, y'all, Ooh. we're doing so well. <laughs> what happened? So, yeah, then um, Gail's like, oh, how's it going with Mitch at school? Yeah. And you're like, whoa, okay. Because on the one hand, that would be a good question. It was like, oh, is it how's it going with like interacting with your father at school? Like, right. you know, how are your boundaries or whatever? Yeah. But she's like, she's pumping him for information on Mitch. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and he's like, you know, it's weird that he's in the teacher's lounge, but whatever. And, and Dawson asks if Gail misses Mitch. And she's like, yeah, now more than ever. Which is weird. 
So Which is weird. super weird. So <laughs> weird. What is this? I, I was like, yikes, yikes, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a yikes moment. It's a yikes moment. These yeah. these folks need their boundaries and they're not good at Because at I I think them. it's nice that Dawson's like, Do you miss her him? But then when she like kinda like she like reveals more than she should, yeah. I think. Ugh. And like I was like, is she horny? Like, is that what I'm trying to get from this? Like she's like, now more than ever. And I'm like, I I there was a part of me that like caught onto that thread a little bit and was like, was that what mm-hmm. we're saying? Ugh. Because don't say that to your kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know what she was saying other than yeah. like she's not implying that she's like no closer to being over him than right. she was like a little bit ago. Yeah, fair. So then Dawson's like, you should take some of your own advice and go after what you want. <sighs> I just really hate this. Yeah. I hate that. Hate that part. (laughs) Yeah. It's just sad that Gail has to like talk to her 16 year old son about this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Gail, Gail? you know, someone's, someone's got time for a margarita with you, girl, somewhere. For real. Like, (laughs) so fucking weird. Yeah. Go get a rose somewhere and like just get into it with someone else, (laughs) not your kid. Oh, okay. So then we go to the credits. Um, and then we and go to the Potter's house. The Potter house, house. Yeah. yeah. And Mike, Mr. Potter's making eggs. And sure. he's just like, yeah, just step right into my old life. Yeah. It's like, I got sidetracked because I'm like, where did he sleep? I had the same sidetrack. I was like, <laughs> now, now what's the logistics? Of How this? is this working? Yeah. A hundred percent. Did Joey sleep with Bessie? I don't. Maybe with Alexander or like did Mr. Potter sleep with Alexander? Who knows? Someone sleep in the bathtub? I know. Been there. Um, and like he he was surprised. It was a surprise that he came home. So like did they even right. have like a futon or an air mattress to like provide him? I don't think so. So Yeah. Um, very yeah. odd. Very odd. Uh, Joey's in carpenter jeans. Yes. Just on the carpenter jeans watch. 1999. Yes. Joey's in carpenter jeans. And Mike is just like, Mike is Joey's dad. Yeah. I never thought making breakfast for my daughters would make me so happy. It's so nice. And Joey seems a little like. She's cautious. Yeah. She's hesitant about it. Exactly. Yeah. Cautious. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I kind of felt like I was going to wake up and was this be was a dream. Yeah. And I, I like that Joey, I like this part where Joey, who has been so kind of cold and hard about the fact that her dad's in prison mm-hmm. is like softer, right? She's cautious and hesitant both. Right. But she's also like, she really fucking missed him. And like, she right. missed having this person in the house no, taking care feels, of them. Yeah, completely um, conflicted, you know? Yeah. But I also like how she can... There's a space in her home where she can be honest, you yes. know? We don't really see her being, like, straightforward and straight up that much, like, mm-hmm. out of the gates, you know? And she straight up was like, I thought that... I was worried this would be a dream, you know? Yeah. I feel like that was kind of bold of her to just, like, straight up say her feelings, you know? Um, Absolutely. We don't really see from her yeah absolutely and 
And, you know, Mike's kind of like, you know, I'm not going anywhere ever again. And then Bessie comes in and is and starts like hella positive. Woo. She's on. She's like been up for hours. Definitely. And she's like, you know, with the catering, she goes, guys, with the catering and the expanding our hours, our finances are going to be straightened out in no time. And like, it's a little weird. I mean, we don't really because we don't really know Bessie that well. Yeah, we don't really know what her vibe is with Mike Potter. You know, like we know that she's seen him in jail and she's like a little bit more friendly and less resentful of him. And she's Uh, a little older. Right. So she was in the house with him probably her entire childhood. Right. And she didn't have to go to high school with the rumors about with her dad, him being a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, and being in prison, you know. Right. So her experience with the the rumors is different. Yes. Still and, potentially traumatic, but different. Right. And, you know, Mike's like, oh, we're thinking up ways to turn a profit at the restaurant. And so, like, I wanted to say back to our conversation last week about Joey, Joey's family and their socioeconomic class. Like, they seem like they're in pretty significant debt. Like... Right. They yes, they own a restaurant. Yes, they own this house. But like, I, I, that seems like they don't have all that much yeah, that's not going back into that. It's like, it's like debt that's like um, restitution and stuff like that. Legal fees. Maybe. I mean, that definitely could be it. Although I would imagine they would make them liquidate the restaurant at least or sell the house. Right. Well, I have no idea. Depends on whose asset they were you know right. that's true they don't really get into it like if it's like where the ill-gotten gains were funneled you know i mean like yeah now as adults were like was the ice house like a drug like a laundry business you know yeah, <laughs> like yeah. laundering the money yeah or, exactly what's going on yeah what's yeah. going on but yeah. um yeah so so then bessie tells joe so anyways like, mr potter's like Oh yeah, Bessie's like, oh yeah, my friend, her um, her caterer dropped out of the wedding, and so we're gonna cater a wedding this weekend. <laughs> what is happening? That's not how that shit goes down. Oh, not at all, not at all. And Bessie's like, you know, why don't you ask your friends to work as servers? And like Joey, like Bessie's all excited, and Joey is kind of like, hey, um, we uh- make cheeseburgers. <laughs> Are you sure this is a good idea? Yeah. yeah. She's so like, I guess we're like supposed to think that Mike Potter is like kind of a chef because he was like cooking eggs. I mean, I, I too am a chef as I can also cook <laughs> eggs, Aaron. Like, I, I don't understand. Obvious. It's like a totally different style of cooking. Like, no, diner I mean, food versus like catering. What's going on? Which is what Joey is saying. I mean, <laughs> to be yeah. quite clear. <laughs> The only child, the only minor in the room is like, has the most adult like perspective on this. Hey, this is a little. mm. So, you know, Bessie kind of brushes that concern off. She's like, with dad's help, we're going to be fine. And Mike is like, you know, we're potters. We're going to make this shit work. Like, we're going to do it. Also, they keep handing the baby back and forth. And I'm pretty sure this baby is white. And I know. I did think that to myself. (laughs) That is not the case in the future. (laughs) So... Well, we know it's not the case. It's not the remember case. Remember the period. black boyfriend? <laughs> yes, I do. I yes, I remember. Where the fuck is he? Um, yeah, <laughs> he just disappeared with no one talking about him. Okay, so then he's in Hyannis. <laughs> oh right, sorry, 
He's in Hyannis, which is maybe not the same as Hyannis Port. We still haven't figured it yes, out. Yes. <laughs> we did not care enough to Google. So then Mike is like, you know, so Joey. Then we, like, see. Go ahead. What did Mike say? Oh, he said, you know, Joey, it's my job to worry. Like, your days of worrying are over. And he, like, kind of hugs her and he tells her he misses her and that he's so glad they were a family again. It's and, so like, gross. Like, it's super weird to me. I don't know. I mean, we're learning a lot about Joey right now. Yeah. This episode is, is like should be called Everything You Didn't Know About Joey is coming out yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Because like we just see her dad like being like, everything's fine. Like he said, just like, I got this. Like, you know, and like mm-hmm. snapping his fingers. Like, I don't know. I guess like it does seem authentic to a drug dealer vibe, you know, sure. um, get rich quick schemes, you know, and like um, just being like. What do you mean? Why would this be weird? Like, I uh, I just got out of jail last night. <laughs> right. And because Joey looks skeptical when they hug. She's kind of like, I don't know if I'm sold on this yet. Yeah. Like, remember when you abandoned me? <laughs> right. And you cheated on mom while she was dying? Like, yeah. Yeah. So you abandoned my mom as well, you know? Yeah. And, like, um, you risked, like all of these things to get money, you know, it, it's super complicated. It is definitely complicated. So then we go to school. Yeah. And Joey and Jack are friends and they're hanging out and, she, and he makes space for her and she actually takes it. And she tells yes. him that her father, like about her father coming back, you know, so this is the first person to know. What's yeah. Cause like, on. cause she's like, Jack, like, you know, I need you to help us cater a wedding this weekend. And Jack's like, what? When, since when do we cater weddings? And yeah. She's like, since my father got paroled from prison and took over the restaurant. And Jack's like, uh, what did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's good news, right? You know? Yeah. And, um, and she feels comfortable talking to him about this. Yeah, because she sort of tells him the full truth. She's like, it's great, but it's also weird. And I, like, feel like I've been broadsided by a bus. And she's, like, you know, a happy bus. But, you know, it's just... admits to him that she lied in bed all night shaking with anxiety, you know? She, like... (laughs) We've never even heard her mention any of her anxieties, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) who who a teenager doesn't have them. So, you know, that doesn't mean she doesn't have them. But she just, like, was able to, like, really concisely say to him how she was feeling. Yeah. And and she's like, you know, I've seen my dad one time in three years. Like, we can't just pick up where we left off. And I'm like, that's really fair. Absolutely. Also, I know America is a dumpster fire, but like, could we provide families who are dealing with stuff like this free therapy? Because like, <laughs> they're not cops. Because <laughs> like, you know, that might really actually help um, some people. Oh, you think um, we shouldn't have spent all of our budget policing? <laughs> I, I, you know, Aaron, I do think that. I emailed some people this week and, <laughs> and called some some uh, answering machines and yelled uh, a few times <laughs> saying that exact thing. <laughs> so, um, you know, Joey's kind of like, this catering thing isn't really helping. Like, all the Blue Bloods and Capeside are going to be at this wedding. It's not exactly low profile, like, and we're going to come mm-hmm. in this, like, disgraced family. And reintroduce their father that he's back, you know. Right. And Jack's like, yeah, maybe you should, like, tell him Talk that this catering. Talk to your dad thing. about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Um, just all these people and their dads, man. Every character on this show, except for Dawson, pretty much. I know. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, you know, that's always the advice. Like, maybe you should talk to your dad about this, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because Jack doesn't know whether or not her dad is a safe space to talk about things, you know. Right. But ultimately, that that's the advice everyone always gives. And it's kind of the only one you can give at that moment. Right. You know. Right. And, and then Joey kind of shares like the other side of it where she's like, yeah, but like Bessie's so excited. Yeah. I don't want to rain on her excitement, you know, right. just like how complicated it is, you know, which this is a way in which Jack can relate because like it's similar parallel to the way like Andy was excited to see their dad and Jack was like hard pass <laughs> that motherfucker, yeah. you know, and yeah. so like he can actually relate to this like sim- sibling element of Joey's life that like Dawson can't. You right. Know? Absolutely. And, and also like, you know, Jack was there for Pacey when he was having that episode with his dad. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and Jack kind of was the one who could see like, this is way more fucking complicated than you're making it out. Dawson, like, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then in the hall, um, Dawson is like totally boring Pacey by talking about his movie. Their friends? What's happening? Their friends? Uh, Yeah, apparent. No, no mention. No mention of two episodes ago. They're (laughs) friends again. Um, And he's like, you know, I'm going to go back and re-edit it. And Pacey kind of is like, yeah, sure. Like, can I please stop hearing about this now? Like, he's just kind of (laughs) like. Yeah, it's really interesting. He's pretty standoffish towards Dawson. Yeah, he seems to be like, uh, like, I don't. You're just talking at me and I'm not really responding, Mm bro. Um. Yeah, because then even, like, they see um, Mitch, like, hella flirting with Miss Kennedy, and Dawson's, like, kind of pissed, and Pacey's like, yeah, but she's hella hot, man. (laughs) Pacey. Yep. I mean, and he's not wrong, but, like... No. And Dawson's like, yeah, but my mom's hot. (laughs) Yeah, it's very odd. And before Pacey can say anything truly wildly inappropriate, Jack interrupts. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) and he's like you know has joey talked to you guys yet and he's like you know the ice house is catering this wedding like we'll pay you 60 bucks a day and pacey's like 60 bucks fuck yeah i'd lick your ass for 60 bucks (laughs) i was like whoa he says he'd cater his ass for 60 dollars i was like my my note was that made me cackle and then i was like this was network television i know (laughs) wow okay okay what does Um, that mean but okay (laughs) and jack's like uh you don't have to do that not necessary thank you (laughs) and Um, so casey like walks away and and dawson (laughs) is like wait the ice house is catering weddings now right and jack's like yeah yeah it was mr potter's brainchild and dawson's like Oh, uh, what? What? <laughs> and Jack can tell. Jack's he's really sensitive, you know, even though Dawson's like punched him in the face and like been hella aggressive to him yeah, since yeah, yeah. he arrived in town. Yeah. You know, Jack is still sensitive and, you know, makes room for him and it's like, "Oh, you haven't talked to Joey?" Ooh. Yep. Um Yeah, Mr. Potter got like paroled last night and he's yeah. like back. And Dawson's like a fucking shook. Yeah. Like, like you see I, it on I his do face. want to give him credit for not getting angry at yeah, Jack. Me too. 
Yeah. I like this is a really good we haven't seen him do that, you know, so I want to give him credit for that. You know, it Mm -hmm. is setting the bar a little bit low, in my opinion. But still, we have to give credit when people deserve it, you know. Absolutely. And so he doesn't get mad. You know, he doesn't get mad. But it definitely seems clear. It's like "Mm, Dawson's being replaced. Yeah. Or at least so he feels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then we go into the bathroom and... Oh, yeah. And Jen Jen? finds Abby in feathers. What's she wearing, (laughs) Erin? Has she worn that before? Was that the one she was wearing on the dock? (laughs) She loves feathers. It's like, it seems like it's like a sweater that's got like kind of a boa like attached to it. Yeah. (laughs) And then around the wrists, too. I mean, it's... I mean... It's wild. Well, if you can pull off a sweater like that, you should. Yeah. Um, 100%. Definitely dry clean only. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Um, Anyway, and then I had to try to keep paying attention to this scene over that outfit. But um, Jen's like, oh, hey, I was looking for you. (laughs) And Abby's like, fucking whack. And Jen's like, uh, nah. <laughs> She's like, never mind, like, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And then Abby's like, wait, wait, what? You know? And then they like kind of have this like friendship moment. Jen's like, look, I woke up so tense and just bored and I was freaking out. It was a fucking horrible place that we live, this terrible fucking world. And, um, you know, the only time I remember having fun in this past year was with you. Yep. I mean, and Abby's like kind of like, that's the sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me. Like she's actually like pretty flattered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, she's like, they have such an in, like Abby is an interesting dynamic with everyone. But yeah, yeah, you can tell just like how thirsty she is for like acceptance, you know? And so friendship. She, like, always, yeah. So she's always being mean and pushing people away so that they can't reject her first. You know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And still wild. Abby's wild. She's wild. But like, you know, she's it's chaos. Hear what's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and Abby is like, you know, you're uh, you. She like compares Jen to a rat that's stuck in a cage, like and is gnawing <laughs> off her own feet yeah, to yeah. like have any kind of, um, you know, stimulation. And then Jen has this this like little line where she's like you know I've tried changing my image and if no one's going to accept me then like what's the point of living this pristine tedious existence she's fucking right I was like I'm here for this I'm here I'm here for Jen living her life however she wants yeah but I will I mean, know the reality it- is that she does want to change her image she doesn't want to be seen as the like you know Lolita like the slut or whatever sure. everyone thinks of her so it's like and- this very complicated thing where it's like how can people change, but like also how can people be themselves? Like how do we create a more accepting society, you know? Right. Well, and also like, like I wanted to say as much as I'm here for that sentiment and I, and I agree with what you're saying, like this actually seems to come out of nowhere. It's like all of a sudden, you know, it's like last episode, Jen was like helping Grams and it like wasn't really focused on Jen herself that much. I mean, and, you know, the last episode was a nightmare and should have done a bajillion other things that it didn't do. But, like, I'm just kind of like, you know, I would really be 
like there's a part of me that's like take that episode out yeah her leaving ty like and yeah. leaving at, and then coming to this that makes some sense to me but whatever no, that the, was like, what was int- on the previously on they didn't have anything on the previously on from the last episode because it was right a because it didn't pointless <laughs> shit show Why besides we have the to last five that? seconds yeah yeah <laughs> You know, it was like Ty making her feel like shit and then her wanting a friend. You right. know, it, that totally makes sense. And like, yeah, totally. Oh, feeling totally. really lonely of like, what? I didn't even fuck that guy and he thinks I'm a slut, you know? Right. Like, I didn't even want to fuck him and he thinks I'm a slut, you know? Right. Like, what? Right. And so Jen's like, let's do something this weekend. And Abby's like, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then we get the music cue. Of sixpence, none the richer. Yep. Kiss me. Oh. Back I was like, again. This one again. Woo! Yeah. Such such a great song. Um, and also the that's the big song from um, the Rachel Lee Cook movie. She's all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the exactly. one that plays at the end. So yeah, yeah. there's a little tie in there. So so then Pacey yeah, and the- Andy like they're walking outside uh-huh. and. Pacey's trying to convince Andy to work at the wedding. He's like, yeah. look, if we both get 60 bucks, it's 120 bucks. We could like go to New York. We could see a show. We get a romantic weekend away. And Andy's like, oh, 120 bucks. Ooh, I don't think that's going to work. And he's like, well, we could do something fun here. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be hella fun, you know, so it's, yeah. it's really cute. He's like, no, 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 we could invest this money in our relationship. Right, right. We could have a nice romantic, you know, whatever, even if we don't get to go to New York. Because the thing he's, he says in New York, no. it, it's like, he's like a carriage ride in Central Park. I'm like, I think that's $120 alone. Yeah. And then he's no. like, tickets to a show. I'm like, also, that's $120 alone. I mean, again, I'm like, how do 16-year-olds rent hotel rooms? I don't I get this. do not get it. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm still questioning how I am able to afford to rent hotel rooms sometimes. <laughs> but um, Anyway, so Andy, speaking my language, hates weddings she <laughs> hates weddings i andy i too hate weddings um i love casey love so i love weddings yeah. so casey's like shook like how could you hate weddings like what? right right you know and it's in this moment we see he's like a romantic like we already know that but it's like interesting when they reinforce these things that he's a romantic without uh-huh. saying it you yeah. know dawson always says he's a romantic but we never see the action represented that way whereas pacey on the other hand like not only did he want to like use his money to like do something romantic with his partner but Mm -hmm. he's like i love weddings they're amazing you know (laughs) whatever it's really interesting i yeah it is it is definitely and um you know he's like how can you hate weddings like you're you yesterday you cried at a nike commercial (laughs) like you definitely like (laughs) sappy shit yeah and, you know, Andy then, speaking my language again, the institution of marriage is an outdated construct. And I was like, preach it. I mean, I'm with you. And she says, couples who stay together should do so by choice. Um, and Andy says that weddings just set up people to fail miserably. Mm-hmm. And Pacey's like, you know, you've never been to a wedding with me, though. So Yeah, it's true. And he, you know, and and he kind of bets her. He says, if yeah, by the yeah. end of this wedding, you don't think that this is like one of the best rituals that man has created, I'll let you keep the money, yours and mine. Right. And Andy's like, agrees. all right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's cute. 
They're cute. And then Aunt Pacey says, like, your days as a wedding cynic are numbered. And they, like, <laughs> cheers their water bottles. <laughs> it's very cute. It's, I love them. I love their relationship. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to the ice house and Dawson yeah. comes in. And, yeah. Wait, Joey is tasting something that Mike Potter has cooked, and she says it has too much horseradish, to which I say no such thing. (laughs) No such thing as too much horseradish, ever. That is true. That is true. Sorry. That was (laughs) my nose. Listen. Yeah. Again, she's like eating something with a spoon. And anyways, it it doesn't make sense. I guess, again, are we supposed to think this guy's a chef? Whatever. Okay. Okay. So, so then Dawson comes Another in. father just heaps praise on Dawson for no reason, uh-huh. you know? Yep. Yep. So it's like, okay. So we see or are reminded of Dawson's experiences with fathers, you know? Yeah. Much and, different um, than everyone else's. Yeah. And we also find out that um, Mitch and Gail are going to be guests at this wedding. Um, yep. And so Dawson wants to make space for joey's feelings and her father coming back and right. she she doesn't feel comfortable taking it she's like i'm no, fine and, i'm right, fine and, you i know, was on an emotional roller coaster but jack was there and he was able to calm me down well and like you know a few things i think you know dawson when he does this he's like He's so eager. He's like, you know, oh, my God, like, this must have been like, how did do you know he was coming back? This was like, this must have been such a shock, like, blah, 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 blah. And and then he like he really does ask how she's doing. But then she's like, yeah, Yeah. Jack, whatever. You know, I talked to Jack about it and I'm good. And so, like, again, going back to like what we were talking about in the last episode where it seemed like Joey was like coming back around to Dawson, Mm -hmm. like, she actually has Jack now, right? Like, and he functions in a way like, uh, like I think, and we're going to get into this a little later, but like Dawson obviously knows Joey, has known Joey for so long. He right. like knew Mike Potter, you know, so he, I think he can understand this situation in a way that Jack can't understand it, but that doesn't, but that doesn't mean that Jack can't make her feel better or kind of like talk her off the ledge a little bit. You know, right? Because like, you you don't have to necessarily know the, all of the ins and outs of the past to know what's going on now. You know, right. um, that's just those are it's not a binary like that. You know, right? Um, and also, also like, if, yeah, Jack ahead. knows her now. Like he's put an effort into like spending time with her over this past you know couple of months and like getting to really like know her and know her like you know while she's on this actual journey to find herself. Like, so he's also knowing like a more authentic, true to her person versus like, you know, the one that was like intertwined and linked to Dawson, you know, the like connection that her and Dawson had is a little bit, um, not necessarily like she says, like, I don't know if that's who I really am. Right. Right. Well, and also like, I wanted to say um, on our discussions about class, like the fact that like Mike Potter is like, oh, we're going to cater this wedding. And then Dawson's like, oh, my parents are going to be there. Like Mm -hmm. that, like the Potters are there to serve the the Learys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean that in a macro sense, like the Potters of this town 
whoever they may be, are here to serve the Learys of this town, whoever they may be. Mm -hmm. And so while the Dawson and Joey relationship obviously um, uh, leaps over that sort of class divide, like it doesn't mean that that's not still there and that some Mm -hmm. of these things are still there. Um, And I just, I I was kind of struck that, um, you know, Mike, I think kind of has a look when he says my parents are going to be at the wedding and you can say hi to them there. Like he's kind of like, huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Dawson, like once Joey was like, oh my, oh, Jack, calm me down. Dawson says great, but he's got a real tone about that great. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's, he's definitely very, disappointed, like, but again, he yeah. doesn't get mad. So like, he doesn't, I, I am going to give him space for not like leaning into being like mad, even <laughs> yeah, though we yeah. know he is, but he, that's okay because he can feel however he wants, but you yeah, have to yeah, control yeah. your anger, and he is making an effort to control it, you know. Right. Um, so that's good. And then we hear a patron talking about Joey's dad. Well, wait, 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 wait. Okay. But first, Joey says, "I was looking for." She kind of like explains why she went to Jack. Like right. feels the need that she has to explain it to Dawson. Like she's like, you know, I was looking for you. I wanted to tell you, but like I had to cut out of school early to help out here. And I was like, I kind of have a million things about this because like I don't like that the fact that Dawson is so obvious that mm-hmm. he's like doesn't like that she mm-hmm. went to Jack. Like I think you're right that he actually does a good job controlling it. And I and like you said, and I agree with this, like he is able to feel whatever he wants to feel. But like Joey does seem to kind of censor herself or make herself smaller in some way to like Yeah. Because she knows, yeah, protect his feelings. And, like, instead of saying, hey, I'm so glad you had someone to talk to about this, like, about Jack, you know, and I'm here if you need me. Because, Mm -hmm. obviously, he does know the situation so much deeper. Like, he kind of, he doesn't get mad, but you can, there's a, you feel that there's a tension. Absolutely. And then, like, and so that part for me was, like, hard. Like, to him, it's like a battle, like, yeah. oh, you talked to Jack about it and not me. And you're right. like, she should talk to both of y'all about it. <laughs> right. Like, she doesn't just have one person that she talks to right. everything about. Like, that is not right. the a way to a well-rounded, healthy life. <laughs> no. safe. Like, no. what? <laughs> no. And I just, like, I do feel like this kind of thing where he, he, not, even when he's not, like, getting angry, where he kind of bristles and she like contorts herself around him like this is why they don't work very well as a couple Mm -hmm. um because like this is how their dynamic works and then on top of all that i wanted to say like joey has to leave early from school to go to work which is like such a working class thing right like i got i can't be in school anymore i gotta go to work yeah it's so fucked up i mean i'll tell you especially since like her goal but like her goal is to go to college, you know? So she has to sacrifice her own personal future goal to do, you know, be of service to her family. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, I worked, I worked through high school and I worked at Marie Callender's um, once I turned 16. And I do remember on Thanksgiving week, I used to leave school 45 minutes early, but I had special permission and I was like leaving an elective class. Like I wasn't leaving math class or anything mm-hmm. like that. But like, so I remember like three days a year, I left school <laughs> early to go to work. Um, and, and and if I had, if I hadn't been able to, they would have had to just change my schedule. Of course. Um, yeah. So, but I, I worked it out. So like, 
that that's different though. That's different than a family business being like, we need you mm-hmm. to leave school and come here. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. So then they overhear, I said they overhear two Karens talking. <laughs> yeah. About, about like Joey's dad and how he used yeah. to be a drug dealer and he cheated on their dying mom and that he should never be let back into town. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking wild. And then Dawson's <laughs> like, "That's Cape Side for you." Like, yeah, it's really hard because, like, that's not my vibe. I'm more one to stand up and be like, "Excuse me, what the fuck are you saying?" Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But we do learn later in the episode that like Joey's vibe is to like just smile and act like nothing. So uh-huh. like on the one hand, I'm like, Dawson, you just like shrug it off and be like white supremacy, like classes, yeah. fuck yeah, whatever, you know? And then like, but on the other hand, that might be the behavior Joey wants from him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good note. I think that's a really good note. Um, I mean, I was fucking triggered that he's like, eh, <laughs> okay, that's Cape side. I was like, that's Cape side for you. Yeah. Like, and you're not trying to do anything to dismantle that, to To stand up for your friend, to do anything. If they give a fuck about that, why are they eating at the ice house? I mean, that's a great question, Aaron. (laughs) That's a great question. Why are you here? We have the right to refuse service. Kick rocks, these classist cunts, you know? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's why I don't own a restaurant. Um, That's that is why you don't own a restaurant. I will say though, you do you do stand up to people, um, and it's awesome. Uh, so Joey's kind of like looks at Dawson and is like, "I'm fucking bailing. See ya. Thanks for the help this weekend. I'll see you then. I gotta go to the kitchen. Goodbye." Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm working yeah. again. Why are yeah, we here again. at my place of work? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, noted yet again yeah Um, so and then we go to a commercial and we open back up at the cape side yacht club and yeah so we're at the wedding the wedding is here yeah yeah (laughs) at the yacht club and everyone's like dressed up in like white button-ups and black ties and black vests they all kind of look great it's really funny yeah i know they all they all look good in those outfits i mean like yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's like outfits, classic but... service out, ser- server outfits or mm-hmm, caterer mm-hmm. outfits, you know. But they're all like they've made yeah. it chic, made it cute, you know. Yeah, and like, totally. you know, it, it works. Uh, and Joey's in the kitchen and she's like a fucking ball of anxiety. She's freaking out. Freaking out. And it's really shitty because like, why is she in charge of so much? Like the amount Girl, of responsibility I- on her. I had the same note. I was like, Joey seems to be organizing all the staff and talking to the chef. Yeah. And like, what the fuck? Like, why is she the one doing all of this? Yeah. So she's the point person, the event manager, the catering manager. I don't know. I mean, I would think that Bessie would be Bessie doing what the fuck's Mike Potter doing. Right. So and that's my thing is like Mike was like, don't worry, like we're going to handle all of this. But it seems like Joey's the one handling all of it. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. She's worried. Yeah. Of course (laughs) she was worried because she knows she's getting stuck with all this shit. Or at least like a significant portion of the labor. Like, whoa. And then Bessie comes up and is like, oh, calm down. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Aaron, Bessie's hair. What was happening? (laughs) what was it i was like i paused i was like what am i looking at it's like jen's hair in the dance episode 
yeah, it's like piled on top of her head, but in a way that's, <laughs> it's like got a, it's like, it's, it's like there's a small bowl cut on top of her regular hair. <laughs> it's horrible. It's uh, look, bad. we know Dawson's Creek season two has the worst hairstylist team ever in the history it's, of Hollywood. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like I've, I I want to give them their credit that like they didn't. Some of those hairstylists didn't have a great palette to work with on the haircuts that some of those people took. Um, sure. I'm talking, sure. thinking mainly about Jen. Sure. It's <laughs> sure. a bad okay. haircut, yeah. period. Okay. Um, so, like, cut what credits do, but Bessie's hair is terrible. Also, I want to make a fucking argument I, uh, for season four hair. We'll get there. But season four hair amongst all of them is absolutely atrocious, too. All right. So. We'll get there because people get have argued with me that season two is not Jen's worst hair. And I just I I don't I know I argue back. I, I disagree. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> so we'll see. You do. I might have to issue apologies, but I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make an argument. I'm in the dark horse argument that actually season four is when none of them have good hair. All right. Except for Jen. Yes. Jen's hair is great in season four. So whatever. I'm getting ahead of us, but we're going to we're get there. Anyway, um, I don't think that's a spoiler to tell you that everyone's hair is atrocious. Um, <laughs> it's also like early aughts and 90s, late 90s. Oh, girl. So. We were all looking bad. Is that the truth? <laughs> we were all uh, in, in a real rut. Yeah. So Joey's freaking out. Jesse, Bessie tells her to calm down. And then Dawson mm-hmm. again comes up and corners her. Talk to her. Corners her. And it like only makes her spin more. Right. And he like wants to talk about the women at the ice house. And she's like, bro, I don't got fucking time for this. <laughs> I was fuck? like, Dawson, you're supposed you're supposed to be serving champagne. Go serve people champagne. Like, it, I, I, please it's very bizarre and a little bit selfish you know like it's like again he thinks he's doing the right thing by being like are you okay but it's like uh does she look okay she's not she's not okay and and also this is not the time sir yeah and and she's like you know obviously she's spinning because she's freaking out about this so what would immediately make her feel okay is for you to help with the immediate task at hand yes catering this wedding Right. Talk Not, about the other thing later. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like the immediate um, resolve to what she's feeling right now is to like jump in, you know, work side by side with her. Yeah. And because Dawson's like, you know, are you OK? I'm worried about you. And she's like, I'm fine. But like is definitely not fine. Yeah. And <laughs> You know, she's kind of like, I don't care about those two ignorant women. There's a hundred fucking people out there that are waiting to eat. And like, I've got to feed them. Yeah. And this is the only thing I care about. So. So then out in the pre-reception, Dawson is like serving champagne. And I'm just going to say, if more weddings served me champagne before I had to go sit in somewhere and watch the wedding, I would perhaps like weddings more. (laughs) Don't they all do that? No. Are you kidding me? Well, they don't serve you champagne before the wedding. Oh, yeah. I guess they do it after when you're waiting to sit down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been to a lot of weddings where you get it before everything starts. I've been to a couple. And I and I I'm more I'm more into those (laughs) ones. 
Here's okay. Here's my thing. I'm sorry. Nobody actually gives a shit about this, but I'm just going to say it. The thing that I, I actually, I like weddings when I don't really know anyone and can just hang out and like have fun. But I feel like the closer I am to the bridegroom situation, it's so stressful that like, I, I hate that part. I don't like that part is like, there's always weirdo drama. Like someone's always making someone else crazy you know there's it's always like bridesmaids whenever i get asked to be a bridesmaid it's always like one of us running around like no no that's it like going to a wedding is really fun being in a wedding the worst i wouldn't call that fun and you know what the people who have asked me luckily so far i am happy to have done it for them but it is like something that i did for you yeah yeah yeah, definitely (laughs) Totally. I think that's like a well-known yeah. thing. It's like, mm, you're asking me to reform I labor. So. This won't be fun for me. So yeah. I'm doing this because I love you um, and supporting you and yeah. whatever. Yeah. So. But yeah. So then Gail. Gail. Yeah. Yeah. She sees and Gail and. She says she's going to get Mitch back. She. Okay. This is so wildly inappropriate. Like. She's like, have you seen your father? And she's like, you know, this has gone on long enough. I'm going to get him back. What? And I was like, first of all, <laughs> boundaries. Whoa. Okay. So you're going to, a lot. You're going to go to someone else's wedding. And like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and get drunk and fuck your ex-husband. Ooh. <laughs> did you talk this through with your friend you didn't talk it through with a friend because oh no (laughs) no okay and i just like also think like she's like i'm gonna get mitch back and i'm like so you two aren't communicating even still about this no which is like is your problem no i mean yes they don't make an effort to co-parent it's so interesting again like with Mitch being a substitute teacher, like, I was mm-hmm. like, why didn't they talk to Dawson about that, you know, like, and get what his boundaries were. Definitely. So they didn't even make an effort to co-parent about that and have her input or his input on, like, what they were going to do about that. And now Gail all of a sudden is like, I'm going to get that dick. <laughs> like, I think this is my theory is that Gail, like, just needs to get laid. <laughs> And, but doesn't know how to go about it. Which, like, girl, I mean, I hear you. I think that's probably a real problem. Sure, yeah. For, you know, people who are newly divorced. But also, and, like, you know, there wasn't Tinder back yeah. then. So I I get you. But, like, go to a bar. <laughs> like, try some stuff out. Yeah, or, like, fuck your new co-anchor. You already did. Yeah. That I mean, too. that's a bad. I wouldn't give that advice to anyone. But, like, come on. No, but <laughs> but if you just need the D, yeah, there's ways exactly. to do it. Exactly. So yeah. then <laughs> Dawson's all smiling, like, yeah, mom, get that dick. And you're like, <laughs> and then as he turns, he sees Mitch walk in with Miss Kennedy. Right. And Gail's face fucking falls. It's like, it, she's so hurt. Also, got to say, I paused right there. She is rocking some brown lip yeah. liner. That's darker than her lipstick. So nice. (laughs) Her looks fire, though, like a 90s look. Like, I was like, damn, Gail. She looked great. You got the 90s makeup, the, like, slip dress. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. 
Yeah, she was hot shit in the 90s. So then Dawson spills champagne all over himself. It's <laughs> <He's> like, <"Whoa." laughs> I just That seemed like maybe not planned. <laughs> maybe. I, in my head, it wasn't planned. James Vanderbeek just spilled champagne on himself. He likes, because Miss Kennedy looks hot too. Because oh, she is shit. hot, you know, we were talking about it. But uh, he was like, whoa, yeah. hottie. <laughs> Showing. Um. So then Pacey and Andy, we go over to them, and they're in charge of the cake. Okay, this doesn't make sense. The caterer doesn't do the cake. I, girl, I hear you. I had the same note. <laughs> Why are teenagers in charge of this cake? Okay. And they're okay. wheeling it out on, like, <laughs> a cart. Yeah. And Pacey's, like, waxing poetic about how nice it is to be at a wedding where romance is in the air and... Two young lovers are going to be bonded in holy matrimony. And Andy is like, I'm not thrilled that I'm here. Yeah. And Pacey's like, I wish I had this kind of money. My family just has uh, fish sticks for appetizers and it ends in a drunken brawl. (laughs) I've been to that wedding. I've definitely been to that wedding. Damn. Um, Okay. Yeah. And And Andy's like kind of my vibe. Like I have always related to Andy a little bit where she's like, I mean, all this shit's for show. Well, and she's like, you know, look, it might look perfect out here, but like Mm. there's a bunch of shit happening. Scratch beneath the surface and we're just as dysfunctional. Yeah. And he's like, at least your family's imperfection is like real. Whereas this is all like. But it's like Paisley's family just straight up has a drunken brawl, like in Andy's family or maybe a little bit more my family. It's yeah. like a duel of eyebrow raises. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen yeah. it firsthand. <laughs> Your mom's eyebrow raises unlike any other. <laughs> it's the fucking truth, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Paisley's like, you know, well, kind of go easy on the sunshine there. Like, you know. Because she, she's all like, I fucking hate weddings. I told you I hated weddings. You made me come to yeah. this anyway. I'm going to be in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. And then she's gesticulating wildly and she slaps the top of the cake and it falls onto the ground. Why are the teenagers in charge of the cake? I don't know what's happening. I don't get it. Joey sees that and is like, dear God. Yes. And why are they putting the cake there when, like, the guests are already there? It's already... Like, okay. I... Because I was... I had the same question where I was like, Uh what is the timeline of this wedding? Yeah. What I think is, is that actually where they were was kind of blocked off for the food Uh, area. Like, Joey uh was coming in from where the champagne was being served. Uh Uh-huh. Because... Because it seemed like actually she came kind of through a bush or like a tree, you know, that was like strategically put there so people wouldn't come back. Okay, so there's like a few reception areas and Pacey and Andy are in the the reception where they're doing the dinner. Right, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, so there's a song cue here. And Uh the song is supposed to be All Mine by the Dancehall Crashers. So if you don't know the Dancehall Crashers, they were this woman-fronted ska punk band from Berkeley that I definitely grew up listening to. Um, a fun fact, I like looked them up last night because I was like, where are they from? I thought they were from Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, the next band I will mention is from Orange County. <laughs> uh, but like The hotbed of ska punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this band, the Dancehall Crashers, was originally founded by Tim Armstrong and Matt Friedman, who are both um, were in... Uh, the punk band Operation Ivy. Right. 
um, which is headed by Rare Bird author, was headed by Rare Bird author Jesse Michaels. And now they are in Rancid. Right. Um, and I was like, Tim Armstrong. Yeah. Matt Friedman is my favorite bass player of all time. Oh, um, cool. So just an FYI, uh, the first song, um, which now I'm going to forget what it's called, on An Outcome the Wolves by Rancid, he has a bass solo by Matt Friedman. That is fucking incredible. So... And if that album good... is a pivotal album of both of our childhood. Yeah, it's my favorite album of all time, I think. It's pretty yeah, fucking it's, great. That's such a classic yeah. high school, junior high. Oh, yeah. 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 I wore that fucking album out. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so it's a great song. Uh, Dawson walks into the room, this, this like kind of the bathroom area, and the bride is like melting <laughs> down alone alone i know that's what i was like what is happening i yeah yeah where's her wedding planner where's her wedding party well i mean where's her dad walking down the aisle where's her mom driving her fucking nuts where's her best friend being fucking high on xanax (laughs) and trying to stave off the mom (laughs) yeah pushing the mom away yeah yeah yeah. what the fuck is happening what is happening and she's like, help me open this window. I got to get out of here. I can't get married. I'm not going through with this. And Dawson's like, why not? And then the lady's like, I want to die. Please let me die. And I'm like, I'm kind of concerned for her. I know. And Dawson, I'm also concerned because Dawson is not the person to handle this situation either. At all. At all. Because <laughs> Dawson's like, well, what's the problem? Don't you love him? I know. <laughs> What? <laughs> like I that's not the question I'm asking. I'm like, are you being abused? Are yeah, you are being you sold into slavery right now? Yes. How can we help happening? you? <laughs> you wanna die? What, yeah, what is making you feel that way? Oh my god. <laughs> so um she says, like, you know, I don't know, that's the thing. What if I marry him and it's the biggest mistake of my life? And I'm just like, this woman doesn't seem like she should be getting married today. Just gonna say it. Yeah, it's, well, because she's all alone. So yeah. this is not good yeah (laughs) but yeah i mean i i know it's natural to have like doubts because we build up your wedding and marriage to be this big thing you know Mm -hmm. so of course you're gonna be like like anything like life moment is very scary and it's a very scary transition Um, sure but like wanting to die is not a good feeling to have (laughs) (laughs) moments before you walk down the aisle no no, not great. So then we cut over to Jen's room. Yeah, and, and her and Abby are dancing. Like the same song was playing that wasn't the dancehall crashers, but should have been. But then uh-huh. the lyrics are different. So I don't know if it's I think it might have supposed to be the same. Cause like when I was gifting the episode, yeah. the lyrics were different on the subtitles than they are in the actual episode. Oh, interesting. Isn't that crazy? Huh. Yeah, so, it's so, so Abby, so Graham's like, you hear her voice be like, turn it down. <laughs> so weird. Why'd they add that? I don't know. And then Abby impersonates Graham's and she's actually pretty good at it. I gotta say. <laughs> and they're like giggling and having a good time. They seem like they're having a great time. Yeah. They're just hanging out, having fun. Yeah. And, and they like flop on Jen's bed and Abby's like, there's four bo- bees we need booze and boys and booze and boys 
<laughs> and then Abby asks, like, what Dawson and the gang are doing tonight. And Jen sort of admits that the Ice House is catering this wedding and everyone's there, but no one invited her. Invited her. So sad. I know. Like, I'm like, it Jack. After all, I know, Jack, even Dawson. After, even Joey. Like, yeah. I mean, Jack is the one who kind of invited everyone and organized everyone. So why didn't he invite her, you know? Yeah. And after, like, um, working on the movie together, like, you seem it seemed like Dawson and Jen were building their friendship. I know. So Yeah. Jen's like hella bummed that like she didn't get invited. Yeah, and I'm like, like mad at all of them for not inviting me too. her. Too. I am too. Um it's really sad. Yeah. And you know, and Abby like Abby also wants to be friends with Dawson and company. Yeah, know? I mean, every so time she, they hang out, she asks, like, so what like, are what, Dawson what are and they doing? doing? Yeah, yeah totally. Like, she sees Jen as an in, you know? Yeah. And um, and Abby's like, you know what we should do? We should get all dressed up and crash that party. I, <laughs> I was like, it's not idea. a party. It's a wedding. but it's, It is a wedding. But I love this, you, I, know? you know? And listen, I grew up in a small town. This fucking tracks. Fuck yeah. Totally. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, you know, Abby's like, free champagne, older guys in tuxedos. Like, let's do this. And, you Jen's know. Jen's a little unsure, but she's like, eh. Abby Morgan's ahead of her time. She was a wedding crusher far before it was cool. <laughs> okay, wait. Is so, it cool? Is it cool? I mean, it was in like, what? when did that movie come out? 2007. So then we go back to the wedding and there's a new song playing. Uh-huh. This one is called Little Differences 8 by Save Fairs, or it's supposed to be. Oh, Okay. And that is the other female-led ska yeah. punk band, this time from Orange County. Yeah. I don't know where in Orange County. They just say Orange County. Um, but Save Ferris, who you might know from uh, the movie 10 Things I Hate About You. Right. Um, they play on the roof at the end of the movie. So Dawson is, like, failing miserably to calm this bride down. <laughs> just just flunking out of this it's situation. It's, like, it's escalate. Him being there is escalating the situation. <laughs> yes, it's making it worse. Exactly. <laughs> and Jack, like, w- is walking down, like, the corridor. And he's like, Dawson, Dawson. And um, J- Dawson pops out. And Jack's like, whoa, what's going on? Um, can I help you? And <laughs> it's so funny. Dawson's like... I don't think there's anything you could do. No, no, not at all. (laughs) And he's like, you know, Jack's kind of like, let me talk to her. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, you know, because Dawson's like, the bride wants to jump out the window. And they go back in and she's gone from this. (laughs) They're like, shit. (laughs) Shit. It's really funny. So the absurdity of it. It is. It's definitely like a little bit slapstick. It's like (laughs) it's like farce. Yeah. You know, like. Um, it's when the show tries to go into farce. And it's um, hard because, like, so the bride is Bessie's friend. So we're yeah. like, okay, she's, like, you know, 26, 24. Whatever. But then, like, the Learys are getting invited. Right. It's interesting. Well, but in those, like, but when it notable then, families, it's like they invite all the parents' friends. You know what I mean? No, no, of course. But then yeah. you would think that the bride would actually know Dawson. True. Not True. like that's a good that that's a good about him, but be like, but oh, Dawson. Known by sight. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, you're Gail's son. Yeah, totally. Good point. So then in the kitchen, Joey is like melting down. Yeah, she is melting down. And Bessie walks in and Joey's like, where's dad? This is a disaster. Like yeah. Dawson and Jack disappeared. Andy and Pacey destroyed the cake. The food isn't ready. Yeah. 
And Bessie's kind of like, this will be okay. Like, calm down. And Joey kind of lays into her. Yeah. Like, she's like, you know, I was excited that dad was back too, but like, we have no fucking clue what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And Bessie's kind of like, it's not that bad. You know, everything's under control. There's just some glitches. And Joey yeah, and then like it comes out. freaking out, out about like, their town-wide reputation. Yeah, she's like... You kind of see this divide about how, like, that affects Joey more than it affects Bessie. Absolutely. And I just, like, I have two notes here, one of which is that if you work in catering, (laughs) Bessie's temperament is the one you need. Yes. (laughs) Not Joey's. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I was a caterer for a long time, and I've worked in events for a long time, and, like, you just have to be deal with the problems. You Um, just have to roll with it. Yeah, yeah that's what makes with, that's why when people are freaking out at their wedding, you're like, no one knows this is fucked up, but you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the guests have no idea that you exactly. wanted it to be different. You know, only yeah. you knew that. So, like, you know, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and like my second note is just that Joey's fear of being embarrassed is and of failing in front of all these people is like so deep. Yeah. Like, you really see these scars and where these scars come out in Joey. And, you know, Bessie's kind of like, you know, Joey, let's not get dad worked up over this. And fucking Joey's like, why would we not get him worked up over this? Like, yeah, no, I feel like Bessie isn't having Joey's back, which it doesn't feel authentic to her character. I agree with you. I agree with you. Cause Joey kind of is like, you know, then gives like the honest truth, which is like, he, She's Mike just, cannot like, bring this family back together in a day. Like, <laughs> you know, he's been gone for three fucking years. Yeah, she and, just is kind of flat out like, I don't fucking trust that guy. Right. And she says that and then Bessie kind of looks over her, sh- J- Joey's shoulder. And Joey turns around and, of course, Mike Potter has, like, heard this. Yeah, and then Bessie just bounces. And then and Mike so just, like, Mike, walks away. It's so fucked up. Again. Can we please cut a fucking police budget so that we supply families who are dealing with this therapy? Yeah, because like my word, it's interesting because like we know how Joey feels. Even when we saw it the first time, we know her trauma about being bullied for her father. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of could assume that Bessie would know that, too. They live together. They would talk about it confide in each other we know she confides in her sister you know right so bestie had like seemingly is like no idea that joey would be freaking out about like not about what it's not about whether or not they can get this fucking catering job done it's about whether or not like it's gonna be better or worse for already the trauma that she has about the bullying that she faces in this town yeah Absolutely. And Bessie doesn't create any space for her, you know? And then, like, you know, it's, again, like, they're both easily swindled by this guy, Mike Potter. You know, it's a very complicated thing that happens when fathers reenter their children's lives, you know? Sure. Because you have your own trauma from them leaving, you know? I I can't personally speak to that, but I know from my friends and, you know, from other media representations. But then it's, like, this hard thing because it's, like, you don't trust someone, but you love them. Yeah. 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 And I think, uh, you know, I think there's 
trauma that Joey has gone through because of him mm-hmm. that has not been addressed. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, you don't move forward until it's addressed. No. So. So then there's a commercial and 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 we come back and people are kind of getting restless waiting for the bride. Right. Like and Dawson and Jack are sitting outside but no like, one's the bathroom. Looking for her. No one's looking for her. No one's gone anywhere to see where she might be. Yeah. Um, Dawson and Jack are sitting outside the bathroom door trying to get the bride to open up. Mm-hmm. And then she she finally does. It's so funny. Jack's like, I'm going to get your mom if you don't open this door. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, see, again, Jack gets it. Jack gets it. Jack <laughs> understands. And like, you he know, understands the class of this situation, too. Yeah, like, totally. This will trigger this woman. We're in the same class. <laughs> yeah. That mother's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the bride's like, you know, kind of like, how do I know that this is my soulmate? <sighs> and and I, we close in on Dawson because, of fucking course, we close in on Dawson's yeah. face when she says soulmate. Yeah. And the bride's like, what if my soulmate is still out there? I just haven't met him yet. And now I'm giving up my chance. Perfect love. Mm -hmm. And Jack fucking responds like someone much older than I know. It's really interesting. And he says, you know, look, no love is perfect. Everyone's flawed. And Jack says, you know, I'm sure he loves you and your love is real. And and he asks, like, do you want to walk away from that? Which I think is a great sentiment. Absolutely. I'm a little skeptical because this bride is, seems way more, like, freaked out than regular, like, wedding nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, I have never been married before, so I have no <laughs> idea what that feels like. Uh, and anyway. so he he's just like, you know, when you start walking down the aisle, like, all your fears are going to fly away. Yeah. And, you know, he's a voice of reason, so he totally convinces her what's happening. Okay. I mean, yeah. It is good Jack's advice. Jack's really good at this. It's really good yeah. advice, but it just is like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we cut immediately when he says, when you start walking down the aisle, you're going to look into his eyes and your fears will dissolve away. And then, of course, we cut right to the aisle. Yeah. Where she's walking down and her fears have seemingly dissolved away. And then Mitch and Gail like share glances. And, and then, then Dawson, Dawson and Joey, and Joey share like glares. <laughs> <laughs> I, my note was I don't really want to speculate on this, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was weird. <laughs> so then we go to like after the wedding, the bride comes up and like thanks Jack yeah. and is like, you know, you saved my life. I'm so yeah. happy. And it's like that's actually really nice, you know. And Dawson admits that he of talked course. to her for 20 minutes and she wants to, wanted to jump out of a window and that jo- Jack talked to her for two minutes and like saved this marriage. And he's kind of like, like, how, how did, did you do that? do that? And I'm like, Dawson, have you seen Jack's family? Of course he's great at this. Yeah, he, like, exactly. That's his he fucking role. He has hella skill at de-escalating people that are spinning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, and then he, you know... He turns and he's Dawson is like, you know, Joey used to come to me with everything. Yeah. And now she goes to you, to Jack. Yeah. And then, dear God, we take a turn. Who boy. But I, I mean, my thing was really like, jo- Joey literally said that she needed space and then took that space and, like, I'm all for Dawson being, like, sad that Joey doesn't come to him anymore. 
Mm. Um, but none of that's Jack's fault. And then, yes, we take a turn. Well, you don't really get the vibe that he's like, how could you, Jack? Like, it's not no, 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 no. But like, you know, it's just it's just like a jealousy thing. And again, yeah. he does manage his anger about it. So that is good, you know. Yeah. But like. It's hard because he's jealous and he doesn't see it as like a positive for Joey or like a way that like they could all be incorporated as friends, all of them. Right. You know, Um, it's like when your best friend has a best friend, you're tight with them. Yeah, 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 of course. You know, so like there's room for that, like more people. And as Mindy Kaling says, best friend is a tear. Absolutely. Totally. 100%. Yeah. So... So Jack's like, you know, Dawson, you shouldn't draw any conclusions. You know, I'm her friend, but you're her soulmate. Why, Jack, are you doing this to us? You're betraying et us. to Jack, at two. <laughs> How could you? I mean, knife okay. right in the back, Jack. That hurt one. That one hurts. So Dawson's like, wait, I thought you didn't believe in soulmates. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like. No, no. I don't believe in perfect love. Yeah. And then finally we get someone who defines soulmates. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jack does define what a soulmate is. And, he's and like, he says. Did yeah, you write down? Well, like, he says, I believe that there are people whose lives are inextricably intertwined, mm-hmm. who have a bond that lasts forever. And can't be broken. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you know, Joey needs you now because she you're the only one Dawson that knows her whole history and what she's going through. Right. And Dawson kind of, so I d- give him just space to spa- yeah. pause so. on that. Yeah. So what do you think of his definition of soulmate? I fucking love it. It, it is not even romantic based, which I love. Yeah, I do. Th- like I will get on board with that. You yeah. know, that there are these people. I feel that deeply that there are people in your life that you, even if you're not, like, even if you kind of drift away from them at whatever mm-hmm. point, like, you're inextricably linked to those Absolutely. people. And, like, and someone you who know, knows everything about you, that's what I'm saying. That's what I've said in previous episodes is like, that just doesn't go away, you know? Like, you, it, you'll always have that connection and that bond as a result of those shared years, that shared intimacy, that shared history. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think someone that you grew up with, I have a, a male friend that I grew up with that, you know, we haven't even lived in the same city since, you know, probably 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, our parents both still live in the same um, town, so sometimes we see each other at Christmases and stuff, and we don't... He lives a totally kind of different life. He's kind of a party boy, and I'm, um, uh-huh. you know... I like to read books. Uh-huh. Um, and, and But, like, we have a connection Absolutely. that doesn't go away. And part of it is that, like, he knew we knew each other when we were little kids, you know? Yeah. And, like, and there is something about that. Totally. You know, and even though, even though we don't, like, I'm not, he's not necessarily someone that I'm going to pick up the phone and call, you know, it's like there are these moments. I mean, like when my dad died, he came over and like, mm-hmm. you know, he happened to be at his parents house and he came over and and things like that. So there are these moments where like he pops into my life in these weird ways. Right. And, I, you know, it's fine that we're not friends that talk every day. We still have this like, inextricable connection or this like totally linked connection. Absolutely. And it's not romantic at all. Yeah. As, you know, 
Um, it never has been. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. So, so anyway, uh, Dawson, you know, Dawson's like, I, it's frustrating because I keep re- reaching out to Joey and like b- between her pride and this wedding, I can't connect. And then Jack gives advice that I fucking I know. Hate. And it's interesting because this is something that Joey said to Jack in the last episode when she was uh-huh. like, he, you know, they're like, oh, he looks down and, and Joey's like, yeah, and he won't talk to me, you know, and she was like a little bit concerned about that. Yeah, yeah. Dawson didn't, or sorry, Jack didn't give Joey this advice. No. In that moment. <laughs> no. And he says, maybe what she needs is for you to force a connection. Yeah. It's hard because I think Jack really does know Joey. Yeah. So I do think that that is kind of true that sometimes yeah. you have to like force Joey to yeah. con- to confront things. Yeah, I um, agree she, with that. You know, so in terms of like advice, you're kind of like that is advice rooted in knowing Joey as a person on her mm-hmm. own. Mhm. However, Joey's been pretty like I don't know it's hard because then I guess she did say to Jack that she wants to be able to talk you know to build that trust up and create that space again but it was a hard pill to swallow yeah um, for me too for me too yeah Yeah. so then we go into the kitchen and and Andy and Pace are like trying to fix the top of this wedding cake (laughs) why not going well (laughs) And the bride comes over and opens the door and she's like, I want to see it. And Andy's like, um, you it's can't bad luck. <laughs> because you'll get fat. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Do we must we fat shame people? Seriously. Um, and then she's like, you know, it's bad luck, whatever. And the bride's like, oh, I didn't I've never heard that one. I've just heard that the top layer represents the marriage. Yeah. And, like, we're supposed to put it in the freezer and eat it on our first anniversary. And then Andy, like, fucking flips out. Like it's funny, leaves. though, because that is, like, a commonly known yeah, that's stupid yeah. thing or whatever. whatever. So yeah. I'm kind of surprised Andy didn't know that, you Me know. Me too. And Pacey's like, Andy's like, we've ruined this couple's marriage. It's all our fault. Oh, my God. And Pacey's like, it ain't my fault, girl. It is your fault. <laughs> Which I mean, fair, fair. And Andy's and Andy like, starts like freaking out and spinning. <laughs> yeah, Pacey just like leans back and smiles, and he's like, "I knew it. You love weddings." <laughs> oh, Pacey <laughs> speaks to my heart. Um, and he's like, "You gotta admit to me that you're a closet romantic. Otherwise, I'm not gonna fix the top of this cake." Yeah, and, and she's she- like. She finally agrees. Yeah, she's she like, gives in. Yeah. <laughs> so and cute. Like, I love, she's like, you're right. I love weddings. Now please fix the cake. <laughs> and he's just Amazing. like smiling, like totally smitten with her. They are smitten with each other, man. Whew. Yeah. So then we go to the kitchen where Joey like goes up to Mike Potter, who's like putting together like an hors d'oeuvre platter. Yeah, it's like shrimp everywhere. <laughs> that looks incredible, but I also don't understand the timing of this wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or how it's being served. I'm sorry. I know that that's like in the weeds, but I did used to cater a lot of weddings. So I know some things about Well, there's this. just a lot of things that don't make sense. Yeah. You know, like uh-huh. they've already had the ceremony. So, so like, that those are dirt platters would be out. 
Yeah, they would be walking around where the bride and groom are taking photos. Or, but then the bride came up and said thank you to Jack. So we kind of think the photos like already happened and they're doing like the reception part. Yeah, there's a there's some timing. This show is yes. not great with timing. Yes. So Mike's like, you know, we're caught up. Like when there's a where there's a will, Potters will find a way. And he's like, it sucks because he doesn't want to talk to her about like how she's feeling. He yeah. heard it. He did. Yeah, we saw that. You know, he just wants to like act like nothing happened. Right. And he he sort of goes and says to her, like, you know, when you spend three years alone in a prison cell, it can make you self-absorbed. And he's like, you know, I never considered that my presence would adversely affect you, Joey. And then she fucking lies. Yeah. And she's like, I didn't mean those things. Uh Uh-huh. She does that to Dawson a lot. That's what I said. I said, like, I understand where she's coming from, but, like, I I wish she would just own what she feels mm-hmm. and say, like, actually, that is how I feel, you know? And Mike kind of pushes back on her and is like, you know, whether you meant it or not, you were right. And right. he's like, you know, you've been so strong, you've done so well, and here comes your criminal father back to Capeside to bring you more shame and scandal, to which I was like, I don't know about more shame and scandal. Like, mm-hmm. he's just coming back. But, and then Joey, Joey kind of finally is like, you know, you can't expect to come back and have everything be normal again. Like, yeah. What? And I, I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, they should have talked about this. Like, you know, like. Right. And, and she's like, and like know, now they have this. She's seen him one time in three years. Yeah. So she now is a stranger living in her house. Yeah. Right. She's like, you know, things have changed and we need to deal with them as a family before mm-hmm. we like put put ourselves out in front of strangers. Like, you know, come on. And Mike then goes like, you know, I'm your father and I'm supposed to be protecting you against the harsh realities of the world. And here you are protecting me. And I'm like, dude, fuck this guy. Fuck him. Yeah. You're the reason she's being subjected to this. Like, (laughs) that's the consequence. That's the consequence of your actions. Your daughter, you like, you need to take ownership of that. Your daughter has been subjected to all this shit because Mm -hmm. of what you did. Yeah. And that probably sucks. Yeah. And so we learned so much about how Joey responds to men that she loves. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah. fucked up i hate yeah. mike potter well and he, and they just kind of like you know he storms off well she's like he says that he's failing in his parental duties and i'm like yeah you fucking are man mm-hmm. y- you are and she says please don't say that and then he like goes to check on the salmon <laughs> okay one thing is that this ca- this kitchen is very calm for them serving 100 people there's like yes. th- there's like three people moving very slowly <laughs> <I know. laughs> <laughs> that's not how that shit works um but yeah like i am really i'm really interested in joey like joey's character that she's like that she pushed on the idea that they need some time as a family before doing something like the wedding and then as soon as mike starts to take any responsibility for his actions she tells him not to i know like, I think that's, like, a crux for Joey is, like, 
her pushing on people to take responsibility for their actions. And then once they start doing it, she's like, no, 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 it's okay. Don't do that kind of thing. Right. Well, yeah, I think that she feels a lot more comfort in the the drama and the trauma, you know, yeah. and the actual like healing and then maybe like comfortability, you know. Again, yeah. let's pay for <laughs> therapy for yeah. everyone. Totally. Okay. Social services would completely help this situation. <sighs> yeah. And like, uh, my thing is like, I, I get that like discomfort, the discomfort that she's sort of putting on Mike. It's uncomfortable to sit in. That's like the whole definition of discomfort, right? But like, it's so necessary that Mike feel that discomfort of him like having fucked up. Yeah. And that like his daughters have had to pay the price for that fuck up. Right. Like, I think that's really important to uh, have to absolutely. sit in Absolutely. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, look, it's a hard, it's hard to be a parent. It's hard to be a father. It's fucking hard, you know? Yeah. Um, like, the hardest part about being a parent to a teenager is your, your kids are realizing the ways in which you fucked with them over mentally (laughs) you know just anything you know and so then that's where there's like a pushback that comes and because as you know we become teenagers and become like more aware of ourselves we become more emboldened in our voice and that's when you push back and that's where a lot of strife comes with you know that's a common experience of teenagehood of like pushing up against your parents of like, what the fuck? Why are you saying this? Why are you doing this? You know, right. whatever, pushing up against your parents. And he just comes in and is like, I'm your dad. I'm going to be a caterer. We don't have any financial trouble. Oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah, remember when you tried to sell drugs so we didn't have financial trouble? Like, maybe that's not what we really need right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Maybe it could have benefited from, like, having my father around for the past three years, you know? Well, and it's like and- we've gotten through the financial trouble. I mean, we might be in financial trouble, but, like, we're – we seem to be getting through it. You know? Right. <laughs> there, It's not like there- – It just is like there's no, like, no money can – could – replace like you being here right (laughs) like I don't know why you think that that's more important you know than like you have having a she didn't have any parents for the past three years no totally totally so we go out to Gail who's at the (laughs) bar we cut to the most horrible hideous scene of the episode I think to be honest yeah no I agree with you I really hate this but so Gail's at the bar and Dawson comes up with champagne and she's like Dawson who is Mitch with yeah and Uh, he's like Dawson's like that would be my film teacher then the one who trashed my movie the one who trashed my movie fuck this they're talking shit on the woman like it's she's the enemy uh 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 no, no fucking way. way. What the fuck is wrong with Mitch? He cruises to a wedding that he knows Gail's going to be at. He didn't hit her up and say she, he's bringing a date. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I would have hella words for my ex if they did that. <laughs> I know. Are you, you serious? Would. You would, yeah. Fuck that. So, and you don't be mean to the girl. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. She That's doesn't have any part of this. tells you what to do. Yeah. No, 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 no. She didn't do anything. A guy asked her out. She went out with them. Yes. And then Mitch has the fucking gall <laughs> to walk up to them and put these two women on the fucking spot like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mitchell, 
You fucking piece of shit. Are you kidding me? Because then these women have to perform the labor of like coming to correct and being nice or whatever. Right. When he (laughs) doesn't need to do that. Why did he put Miss Kennedy through that? I Why is he putting Gail through that? No. Why is he putting Dawson through that? He could have come up without her. When she's in the bathroom and said, hey, Gail, like, hey, good to see you. Like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. I brought a date or whatever. I mean, he should have talked to her about this in advance. That shit's fucked up. (laughs) Kidding me? (laughs) I've had words like that. You're going to cruise somewhere and not tell me? I know. I know. It's a simple, like, nowadays, a fucking text message. But you just call someone and be like, hey, it'll be weird. I'm going to be there. Like, whatever. Yeah. No way. So Mitch is like Nicole, which is apparently Miss Kennedy's first name. Like, this is Gail. Yeah. And then he's like, and you know Why Dawson. Why is he doing that? You, and you know Dawson. Yeah, she she's his fucking teacher. And then Gail fucking stares down Miss Kennedy. Right. Because Nicole's like, hey, it was a lovely wedding, wasn't it? Like She's like totally trying to be like, hey, I'm chill. I get she's it. This is put complicated. On the spot yeah. by this sketchy motherfucker Mitch Leary. And she's <laughs> trying to be like, hey, this is weird, but like. Great wedding, right? Great wedding. I know. Pretty, whatever. And, and then Gail, Gail like, stares, stares her, down. her down. Yeah. Fuck and then it's you, like, Gail. I'm going to go get my seat. Fuck you, Gail. Yeah. And then Dawson's like, Dad, can I oh, talk what? to you for a second? And I am going to give credit to Dawson because he just clap. He doesn't call it. His- he doesn't know what he's mad at. So <laughs> yeah. it's hard. Yeah. But he calls out his dad. Well, I was like, she. they left Nicole at the bar. And I said, girl, you are at the bar. I suggest something stiff because this is going to be a long night for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there. Totally. <laughs> I mean, let's do it. So Mitch, like, tells Dawson that he knows this is awkward for him. But, like, I didn't know. he. Mitch didn't know that Dawson was going to be there. Right. But Dawson's not, like... I don't get the vibe that Dawson pulled Mitch aside because it was awkward for Dawson. I don't get that either, but I get that I think Mitch thinks that that's why he's being pulled aside. (laughs) And it's like, nah, dude, you're being a member of the patriarchy. Fuck you. What's going on here? (laughs) Also, Mitch, rethink those priorities when Dawson is the one pulling you aside, (laughs) calling you on your patriarchal shit. And I, and like, also, Mitch, like, draw a fucking boundary. For the love of God, it's draw so some boundaries. Because then Mitch just starts yelling that he need, he has to live his life. Which, like, nobody's telling that. you that you can't. You're allowed to date Miss Kennedy. Like, fuck yeah. Do whatever you want. She's yeah. hot. I'd fuck her. Like, yeah, you know, sure. like, okay. Um, but, like, why do you have to make Gail uncomfortable? Why do you have to put Miss Kennedy in that situation? Why do you have to put Dawson in that situation? You right. didn't have to do that. No, that's not you being a good guy. You're actually being a shitty person. Right. You know, you just say to Miss Kennedy, like, oh, shit, I didn't know Gail was going to be here and my son. Like, sorry. Hey, will you go get us a drink? So I'm going to go say what's up to them. Yeah. And apologize for my behavior for putting right. everyone in this fucking <laughs> shitty position. Right. Like, what's and- the spot that they don't need to be in. Uh, no, 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 totally. And Mitch is like, you know, Dawson, he says he doesn't want to put Dawson in the middle, which like I think is fair, but also like... It's just misunderstanding the situation. I agree. Dawson's not in the middle of it. That's what I said. Dawson's not in the middle. 
This is about him and Gail. Right. And like them having no communication. Yeah. And Dawson's like, you know, you're putting me in the middle by dating teachers from my high school. But I'm like, is he? That, I mean, that doesn't seem that doesn't track. Well, me. Dawson, that's what I mean, is Dawson knows he's mad, but he doesn't know exactly what he's mad about. You right. know, <laughs> that's why he's saying that. And you're like, right. OK, like, uh, whatever. <laughs> Shut yeah. up, Dawson. I know. So then we go to Jen and Abby, who are at this wedding, dressed up, drinking champagne. (laughs) Abby's being hella extra. (laughs) Oh, boy. Jen's like, there are no cute guys here. Everyone's middle-aged. Like, what the fuck? And Abby's like, you need a father figure. Someone with more sexual experience than you, if that's possible. And and I'm just like, stop slut-shitting Jen 2020. Please stop encouraging statutory rape. 2020 and Jen like they kind then they kind of are like joking with each other like Jen's like oh shut up Abby and she's kind of like I'm kidding yeah yeah and they're actually nice to each other yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then Jen's like I bet all these dudes are married and like Abby's like time to upgrade from nymphette to home wrecker I was like whoa whoa and then and then Andy comes up and yes. she's like, what are you guys doing here? Why is Andy in charge of this responsibility? <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, I don't, I, I, there's a part of me that feels like Andy sees them and thinks like, they're going to fuck shit go. up. Yeah. Cause it, it's kind of, so Andy comes up to them and is like, y'all gotta go. You gotta yeah. get out of here. And, um, I'm kind of like, how does she know that they're not invited guests? Like Abby's kind of rich, right? Yeah. And, I mean, Jen's family kind of is, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So it's kind of weird. And then Abby gets kind of whack and is like, oh, go take some more meds. And, yeah. you know, and it, it gets a little extra. And then Jen's like, all right. Like, Andy looks right at Jen. Like, you're the reasonable one. Come yeah, on. Come you know, on. like, you yeah. got to go. Yeah. And, um, and so Jen's like, all right, come on, Abby, let's just go. We'll, we'll, let's wait till after the reception and we'll come back, you know? Yeah, she's like, we'll go down to the boardwalk area mm-hmm. and then we'll like, you know, we'll come back when everyone's drunk and doesn't notice us. Yeah. And Abby, Abby steals a bottle of champagne on her way out. Yeah, she's like, fine, we're going to take this, you know? <laughs> and yep. I'm just like, you're speaking to me, Abby. Girl after my own heart. Girl yep. after my own heart. Always yep. take the champagne. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> my yeah. my dad's best friend's daughter's wedding, like uh-huh. you know, like a childhood family friends of ours. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> the the brother, the son that's like the same age as me, uh-huh. he got fucking wasted. He just puked everywhere. She the my dad's best friend like freaked out the mom. Oh she God. just like had never seen her son drunk. And like in the morning, he told me he's like. I don't know what happened. I just opened a fridge and it was just filled with champagne and I didn't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, uh, we've had, I'm not going to spill any, any of our tea totally, but we've had some, we've had some weddings that we drank entirely too much at and absolutely have had some things happen. Um, you know, we're not, we're not above this kind of behavior and, um, (laughs) that's that. Okay. And that's that. (laughs) So Dawson goes and finds Joey. (laughs) Uh, No, that's what happens. Dawson walks into the kitchen and and finds Joey. Um, 
Yeah. And asks what's going on. Yeah. Because she's crying. And, and yeah. she doesn't feel comfortable, like, taking space from him. She's just like, you know, I'm fine. And Dawson, like, hears Jack in his brain and is yeah. like, you know, no, I got to force her to, yeah. like, <laughs> talk about this, you know. Yeah. And um, he's like, look, I know you're scared that you're going to keep getting your heart broken by him, yeah. you know. And well, he's like, Joey's like, it's been a hectic day, but I'm fine. And then she's and then she finally like gives in and says, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, what if I finally get him back? And like, what if I finally get him back? And like, what if he hurts me again? And just in all caps, I said, give free therapy to people. My God. Yeah. Um, and she's like, and for, like free parenting classes. I mean, shit. So she says, like, I can't keep getting my heart broken by him. And I got to say, Katie Holmes's like little young crumbling face mm-hmm. fucking kills me. Mm-hmm. she's just like because she's so young in this show and like and looks like a kid and like i just i my heart like breaks for her yeah and dawson's like you know you've always thought that as soon as you got your father back everyone everything would be fine and life would be perfect and i'm like did she think that because like her mom is still dead right so i don't know if everything's fine I mean, maybe, like, that is a childish thing to think, so maybe she did think that, you know? Or at least, like... (sighs) Yeah. Fantasize about that. Yeah. Like, not intellectually think it's true, but fantasize that that could... That would be what would happen. My dad will come back and everything will be fixed. You It'll know? be better. Yeah. Because that's kind of the way Andy was too. Totally, and totally. dad will come home and everything will be fixed. And Jack was like, uh... No. Walk me through this. Jack's like, it gets a lot worse for me if he comes back. So let's not. Yeah. And like, exactly why do you think things will be fixed if he's come back? Like, right. walk me through right. what will be fixed about this, you mm-hmm. know? And again, mm-hmm. it, it just feels like this very, um, this like representation of like absentee fathers and daughters. Yeah, totally. Um, at all different socioeconomic levels. And I think yes. like... And and Dawson's like, you know, I bet your dad felt the same way that he like could clean up all the messes and right every wrong. But like you guys can't like there's suffering and like you guys are hurting and all of this pain and anger isn't just going to go away. And I was like, that's actually really good advice. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's really true. All of the pain uh-huh. and anger is not going to go away. Right. You have to actually get it out. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, they're not going to fix all that trauma overnight, you know. No, They might not no ever way. fix all that trauma, you know. Um, it's just, it's hard because you, it's hard to take Dawson seriously about parents, you know. Yeah. Uh, and like his insight on that. Yeah. No, uh, I agree. I agree. And he goes on to say that like the past three years, Joey's been so strong and she's like, let these, this petty gossip and the judgments roll off of her. And he's like, you know, don't let them get to you now. What? And he See, says, it's hard because it's like, yes, that's good advice given the world we live in, but it's sure. just like, yeah, I mean, just people are going to talk shit on you and you're so strong because it just rolls off your back. It doesn't. It just is like that shit hurts. Yeah. Like I don't know if that's necessarily strength as much as it is surviving. Yeah, it's you trauma know? response. It, it's just like Yeah. I mean, I think like it, 
Jack said a similar thing kind of um, during his the one of the two coming out episodes, the first of the two, mm-hmm. um, where he was like, you know, Andy, like nobody's like made for public ridicule. Like mm-hmm. it's fucking hard for all of us when we have to go through this. And like, I think that's the same thing, right? Like Joey's been subjected to public ridicule for like years now. Mm-hmm. And like, that's fucking hard. And there's pain that comes with that. And like sh- a lot of why she was subjected to it was because of her dad. Yeah. A man, <laughs> a man. Yeah. And you know, Dawson's like, you know, you're not alone now. Like you have your dad to like kind of, be with in this and you have a family again and like I have things to say about him saying you have a family again yeah because he's like Dawson's like you have your family back back and he's done this a lot like where he's like it's your dad or you know like he said that to Pacey like it's your dad or whatever this is kind of like a class thing too where it's like well it's your family you know yeah but isn't Dawson family to Joey? So this is my thing, right? So, like, I, I think a lot about in queer communities, we talk a lot about f- chosen family, right? There's, like, yeah, you're, the family you're born into, and then there's your chosen family. And, like, right. and so I think, I think Dawson really is Joey's chosen family. Um, yes. And, like... And Gail and Mitch, Gail yeah. has already told her that... Gail considers Joey chosen family. Exactly. I think Bessie and Bodie and Alexander, like, and Joey are a family. Like, that's a family. It doesn't have to yeah. be this, like, weirdo fuck, fucking nuclear family. Like, fuck that shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not about that life. I completely agree with you. Yeah. And, I mean, like, sorry, go ahead. For me, my mom's adopted. So mm-hmm. we were reinforced that, like, family doesn't mean exclusively biological Mm -hmm. so and this is like a real struggle that we have in america and it's really problematic like you know if you look at west virginia the number of kids that aren't raised by their parents is it's haunting yeah it's haunting and like we oppress people and say that like oh well it's not your parents or it's like it's like that your family has to be biological Right. And that's horrible. Well, and it's horrible. I mean, you know, I think I think you and I are sort of getting at this issue from our different like viewpoints, which is that like you, I think a lot of times think about poverty and about American sort of Mm -hmm. um, places like West Virginia and that kind of um, that kind of thing. And I'm I look at things from queer communities Mm -hmm. and thinking like. Yes, sometimes, yes, I mean, sometimes, yes, you get totally kicked out, like queer kids get kicked out. But sometimes it's just that it's, it's uncomfortable to be around biological family or, you know, the family that raised you. And like, so you have this kind of other family, this chosen family, and like, in certain ways, that functions similarly. So sometimes, so like, this is where... For me, looking at Dawson and Joey, like, I do give both of them a little bit of space, particularly Joey, for Dawson being her chosen family. I'm going to get into it a little more in a second, but, like, in a little bit. But, like, you know, Dawson kind of, like, Dawson's thing that, like, her dad's home and now her family's back together, I think that's, like, really myopic. I just think that that's, like, that is not... 
the, her, Joey's situation with the, the term family and the idea of family is much more complicated than that. Right. I think through the prism of like our what we're going through right now. Yeah. This concept of like family being exclusive to biological uh-huh. is like the concept of it's a it's a, a pillar of white supremacy yeah. in America. Yeah. If you like think of the legacy of slavery, families being ripped apart, you mm-hmm. know, and how like the that there is a right family the moralizing what family is the right kind of family is your biological family mm-hmm. and that like these other types of family are wrong you right. know because the only people that could have this quote right family are white supremacists you know yeah right white, white slave owning people yeah yes mm-hmm. and like we continue that to this day yeah. of the the right type of family that the, the you know, looking down on like chosen family and this concept of like, oh, but it's your parents, it's your this, it's your that, you know, and you're mm-hmm. like, the way I define family is just not the way you do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> the way I see it is you thinking that your biology being more important than acceptance and love is a pillar of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's why I feel triggered all the time, even when, you know, Dawson's like, it's your in the the decision episode, the finale of season one. He's Uh like, it's your dad. You got to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. She has another dad, Mitch fucking Leary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, no, I agree with you. And I think, you know, Dawson kind of says to her, you know, you've always got me, Joey. And she thanks him and, and hugs him. And and what do you think? Do you believe him? Yeah, I mean, I think she always has him, but I think she always has him on whatever terms he's willing to give her. Mm-hmm. You know, so then, I mean, I guess there's a question of does that really mean you have him? Yeah, um, I actually disagree with you. Okay. I do think she always has him. Yeah. And he acts like that's not true. Huh. But he's lying. Huh. Okay. Because... Even when he's mean and he does, and he's like kind of pulls back, he uses that as a weapon against her. But like yeah. when you know when she, Jack and her break up, she goes straight to him, even yeah. though they were very rocky and he had been pulling back, and he's immediately there for her. And I think I do think, you know, we'll continue to talk about yeah. this throughout the whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think he would always be there for her. And he uses it. He lies to her about it. He acts like it's conditional when it actually isn't. Huh. I like that. I like that theory. I, d- I don't disagree with it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't disagree with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just like Joey says thank you and hugs Dawson. And I feel like this is where I really get their friendship. Like that he just yeah, gets their it. Yeah, they're family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're family. And he just gets it and he gets what she's going through. And he's like there. I just like hate it that it's always on his terms. Like I said, you know, I I um I wish that sometimes it was on her terms, you know. Right. So there's a commercial and then Joey like walks into the kitchen um to see Mike and he's like, How's it going out there? And she's like, you know, it's going fine. Mm-hmm. And like he he's like the dishwasher. I don't uh, again. I- I have questions about how the kitchen is working, but um, (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Moving past it, moving past it. 
And Joey kind of like works up the energy to say something to Mike. Mm-hmm. And she like asks, she like kind of tells him this story. She's like, do you remember this girl, Melissa Berry? Mm-hmm. And Mike's like, yeah, I do. She was a friend of yours. <laughs> Joey had friends other than Dawson. Um, <laughs> and, um, and Joey says the day he got arrested, she was at school in the bathroom in one of the stalls and she overheard Melissa Berry talking about him. And talking about how he was a drug dealer and how they lived in a crack house. And this Melissa girl was laughing. And Joey was, like, really upset. And she ran home and cried for hours. And Dawson came over and cheered her up. And then the next day, Joey went back to school and walked up to Melissa Berry, looked her straight in the eyes and smiled. And then walked away like nothing happened. And she fucking haunted me. (laughs) I just, like, I can't believe that... It's just hard because, again, like I said, my white privilege, (laughs) you know, my class privilege. I just can't imagine just being like, I'm going to grin and bear that. You're much more confrontational. Right. Yeah. You're able to do that in a way um, that I think Joey isn't. And I think and, you know, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but like that's where for me, Joey. Because my mom has a notorious one eyebrow raise. She does. (laughs) I was raised in a, you know, like even if I'm not (laughs) super rich, like I, uh, I appear rich. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I always, I think I always sort of, um, was on Joey's team because I am much more like this where I would just grin and bear it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I did, I did often just grin and bear Mm -hmm. it. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I mean, I still do. I'm getting better at it, but not, but I still Mm -hmm. do it. Um, And, you know, she says like, basically I'm always going to walk with my head held high and like, you know, these people can't fucking crush me. Um, Right. And she's like, you know, we've all been through a lot and, and, you know, her dad's made a lot of mistakes, but like, she's her dad, he's her dad and she's proud of him. And, you know, then she says that like projecting strength to the outside world is one thing, but she says, don't pretend with me and I won't pretend with you. And I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, like, again, we very rarely see Joey being like this honest, this straightforward, this, um, truthful Mm -hmm. you know and also like taking up this much space yeah you know yeah um to like share her story and like how that would affect her you know Mm -hmm. and also with her dad she's asking for the specific boundary that she wants you know yeah and it's a very similar to like what jack has done with andy of like we we can't lie to each other. Right. You know? right. We have to be able to talk about these things. Yeah. You know, we can't just be brushing these things under the, the rug, you know? Yeah. And so, and you know, it's, it's ama- amazing to see that I don't trust Mike Potter. <laughs> I mean, I think you're right, you know, and nor do I, I mean, we haven't seen all that much. Mm-hmm. The only thing we've seen is that he's gone to prison for, for this. Right. For traffic. Yeah. Drugs. Yeah. So I she, mean, we have seen that he does have an authentic love for his daughters. Sure, like, sure, that sure. is undeniable. But to me, again, I'm like, so? Yeah. No, no, no. You can love people and still betray them. 
Yeah. So Joey is like, you know, I I just want to say that I love you and I'm glad you're home. And they like at this point are both crying. And I just like these two are really good together. I got to say, like, yeah, from the episode th- 113 of last year and then, you know, this episode, like they're when they have mm-hmm. to do these emotional scenes, they're pretty good together. Mm-hmm. And Joey kind of asked him to come out and mm-hmm. like come to like out to the reception. Wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mike's like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, he says he's not ready. And yeah, and she's like pretty disappointed that he says no. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. So um, so then we go out to Pacey and Andy. <laughs> and Pacey <laughs> and has seemingly fixed this fixed top the- tier. Okay. They yeah. fixed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the bride's stoked. He's stoked. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's like. Oh, and then the bride and groom feed each other cake politely. And I wanted to say, my mother has a thing about this. My mom thinks that if you smash cake into each other's faces, your marriage is destined to fail. (laughs) When people do it at weddings, when they smash each other in the face with the cake, my mom like, like makes noises and like walks away. (laughs) I feel like if they both do it and they're like having fun about it, that's fine. Yeah. But when they, one person does it and it's clear the other person didn't want it, then you're like, you're not on the same page. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) And Paisley's like, you must be so disgusted with all this sentiment and bogus symbolism. And Andy's like, shut up. So funny. So So then we go to the boardwalk. Oh, my God. This is the moment when I was like, babe, you have to come watch this scene. It's iconic. (laughs) You're welcome, Charles. So (laughs) on the boardwalk, Jen and Abby are like walking and drinking. And Jen asks Abby if she thinks she'll ever get married. And they go down a fucking dark ass hole about what they think marriage is. Yeah. Abby's like, I'm not fucking marrying some beer swigging football watching bonehead. (sighs) And like... Jen's like, I'm not going to live in some big house with two brats driving carpool and like climbing walls and popping Valium in some suburban nightmare. (laughs) Fuck. Wow. (laughs) And then Abby says this thing. She says, I don't think I'll ever be happy. Mm, She says, wherever I am, I wish I'm always going to wish I'm someplace else. And whatever I have, I'll always want something different. And Jen's like, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I know so many people like that. Yeah. It's really, it's hard for them. Yeah. Yeah. And Abby's like, you know, I just don't want to be a cliche. And then she kind of jokingly goes, I just want to drink. And she grabs the champagne from Jen. (laughs) She starts chugging it, like, above her head. And she um, is drunk, so she falls over. She hits her head. She hits her head on a pylon. Which Jen starts laughing. Yeah. Which Aaron Hensley definitely would start laughing too. Yes. <laughs> then Abby tells her to shut up. She's like, that hurt you, bitch. And Abby goes to sit up and leans to the side and falls probably 10 or 15 feet into the water. And it's like pitch black. And Jen starts screaming for her and gets up on the ledge and jumps into the water after her. <sighs> So my boyfriend was like, what is Jen wearing? She looks like an old lady. <laughs> she's she really like a red, red 
a red like pleather coat uh-huh. that's like fur lined uh-huh. on the neck and like you know the the arms yeah. or whatever and like because the way her hair is yeah. she looks like a grandma she like <laughs> that's true and like why would she jump in the water with her leather coat on she she's sh- gonna die yeah totally totally also i gotta say so you know i grew up near the beach um yeah. my friends and i used to drink on this jetty uh, at the Yacht Harbor in Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. uh, where there were no bathrooms. So we would drink at the end of this jetty. And then if you had to pee, which, like, if you're drinking beer, yeah. you know. Of course. Yeah. You would climb down the rocks towards the ocean. Yeah. And, like, squat to pee. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, like, in high school, I never thought about it. But then as I got older, I was like holy mother of god if you slipped and like these were not like you had to like climb down rocks like they weren't stable they were like slippery um i was like if you slipped you're fucking in that water up against these rocks and i just had this moment of like it is so shocking that more people that i know didn't die and like a few (laughs) of them did a few of them did (laughs) Um, but it's shocking that more people that I know didn't because but how like, many drowned? <laughs> no one drowned. Yeah. No. And like, I just keep thinking like this. This scene always like makes my whole body like clench because I keep I think about that. I think about how many times I almost slipped down those rocks. Right. I think about how many people I know that like fell on their ass, dr- like trying to get down right. the rocks, and then like but fell on. I a mean, rock. yeah, we definitely did a lot of like waterside drinking uh-huh. on cliffs and rocks in Santa Docks Cruz and, and stairs and yeah different places cliff, yeah. but like like wh- I don't think I know anyone who would s- sit on the wharf you know on top of the ledge <laughs> like no but I but th- that, that- like, where they are is so dangerous well also like it was just that's so out in the open yeah. like I feel like we were always doing it in more hidden places yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, then we go back to the wedding and it's dancing time yep and pacey asks andy to dance progress oh yeah progress yeah. and andy kind of tells him that like weddings aren't the bad and then she says when we get married we should do it in venice because it's the city of romance <laughs> i was like whoo you're in high school I know. I completely <laughs> agree with you. I was like, whoa, okay. And then Dude. Pacey says that by the time they're 30, Venice will have sunk into the ocean. And I said, good news, Pacey. Not yet. No. Not yet. Now the water's like there. starting to clean up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we see like Mitch and Nicole dancing and Gail's like drinking and watching them. And then Dawson sees Gail who looks miserable. Mm-hmm. And he, like, yeah. asks his mom to dance, which I think is really sweet. Yeah. And then he reminds her that knowing what she wants is half the battle and she mm-hmm. just needs to stay tenacious. Which, it's sweet because that's what she said at the beginning of the episode. But, like, does she really need to uh, get Mitch back? Also, making movies and relationships are different things. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, like, one thing to go after your dreams 
if she's going after a relationship, the other person also has to agree, <laughs> agree to yes, that relationship. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's sweet, but you're kind of like, oh, okay. And and then we go over to Jack and Joey. We zoom over to them. And the opening yeah. piano of Chantal Kraviazic's yes. Feels Like Home Feels like starts. Home uh-huh. This song, I was like, how do I know every word to this song? Oh, we listen to it a lot in college. Tell you that right now. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and I looked it up, and I think this is actually the only time this song plays in the series, which seems bonkers Whoa. to me. Really? Because <laughs> this song is so inextricably linked to this show to me. Like, yeah. it's on the soundtrack, that the one that came out the week that this episode aired. Right, 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 right. Totally. But, but oh, man, this, like, this song is, oh, it's so Dawson's Creek. Yeah, for sure. It To me, it's so Dawson and Joey also. Yeah. yeah. Like they do feel like home to each other. Yeah. So Jack's kind of like, Joey, we did it. Like the wedding was a success. And Joey's like, I'm glad it's fucking over, man. (laughs) 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 And this music is still going. And Mike Potter comes out of the kitchen in a suit. Where'd he get the suit? I don't know. But he does look good. Yeah. yeah, He's all cleaned up. (laughs) He's all cleaned up. And, and uh, it's sweet. you know this Joey's like grinning, grinning. It's so smiley, and she walks over to him, and he has a rose, and and he asks her to dance. It's and really sweet. I'm gonna tell you, and, listen, listen, a daddy daughter huh. dance. I yeah. I it broke me. <laughs> it broke yeah. me. I. <laughs> I started sobbing. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I know you guys know my yeah. dad died pretty recently, and I it really like it, it fucking killed me. Um, right, I was not expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> Last night I was just like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so, so if your dad, if you get to have a daddy daughter dance at any point, you should because um, they don't they end at some point. Um, so Dawson, your real dad or your chosen dad? Yeah, any of them. Who or your daddy? Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Dawson, like, Dawson smiles at them. Yeah, Bessie, Bessie pops in. She's hella stoked. The bride and groom. Yeah, everyone's happy. happy. And, and then, then, why does Mister Potter be so obsessed with Dawson and Joey? I think this is like a running theme of this show. Yes. Adult being obsessed up with these in, people's relationships. Up in Dawson and Joey shit. Not the last time that's going to happen. Okay. She's so like, then Mr. Potter's like, oh, someone else wants to dance with you. Uh-huh. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> what kind of dad is this? I know. I know. I know. And she's like you know dad and then like gail gail comes they kind of like are near dawson and gail and gail says hello and welcomes him home and mike's like do you want to dance gail and she's like yeah and then Uh dawson and joey start dancing and joey like thanks him for being her friend and for understanding her better than anyone and for putting (laughs) up with her then my boyfriend started yelling no. <laughs> she Joey says I love you and he says he loves her. Dawson says I love you too and then they fucking lean in 
and they kiss right as the song lyric says, feels like feels home, like to, home me. to me. It feels so like mean, home so, to me. To me, it's like iconic Dawson and Joey. feels like home to me. Yeah, it's on the nose. Okay, Aaron, I have a confession. Huh. I really want to tell you that I am older and wiser than I was in 99 uh-huh. and that I am immune to this moment, but uh-huh. it makes my stomach jump every really? goddamn time. <laughs> oh my God. We were yelling. I, I like, uh, there's a my part of like, me. What is happening? Are they acting like none of the other episodes happened? What the fuck? They and just like, admitted their family. What? They feel like home to me and every moment of that is valid it's all like i'm with you i am totally with you that like when i logically think it through i'm like this is bananas why are we here why the hell are they kissing each other holy fucking shit but then when i see it my stomach still still to this day just like jumps ever so slightly. It doesn't jump like it used to jump in 1999, but it's like ever so slightly. It's like, oh man, it's interesting. I know, I know, uh, you know, huh? I'm sorry, guys. I have to live in that truth. I have to live in this brain. <laughs> I felt rage, rage. I was like, oh I mean, my I'm, god. I mean, I felt that too. Like, I, I don't. Right, right. I want to be clear. Like there's just something in like with that song you know i'm very musically motivated in that song like uh, there's there's something so magical about how that scene is put together and i think it has more to do with how it's put together than necessarily the storytelling part of it um Mm. but like um her dad gives away no 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 the, it's the gross. daughter i mean it's gross i like i'm with you no, totally you. yeah <laughs> no i mean i have nostalgia my heart jumps in a lot of scenes with um andy and pacey yeah 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 uh, that one like, yeah but that one actually like is romantic <laughs> and not insane right but yeah yeah, yeah. still so, I, i'm like <gasps> when they're in a car and it's raining and like oh my god i know i'm with <laughs> that, you like that scene's amazing. That made my heart jump. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so then after that shithole, um, <laughs> we cut and we see Abby in a body bag. Holy shit. Yeah. And Jen wait, is wait, crying wait. all alone. Fuck. Yeah. Huh. So Jen is crying all alone. But wait, I want to go back because okay. everyone notices Jack and Joe, or not Jack and Joey, Dawson and Joey kissing. and But Jack is standing all alone. And Jack right. is the only person that's standing all alone. And I really noticed this, Jack's loneliness in this moment. Mm-hmm. Before we go out to Jen um, and right. Abby Morgan. So so then, yeah, so then Jack, like, it kind of, like, is the last shot is on Jack. And then, and Dawson and Joey kissing. And then we go out. Abby Morgan is getting zipped into a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Jen is crying. My boyfriend was like, "What is this show?" I know. What? Are, why are they doing this storytelling? Uh, yeah, yeah. It gets this. The end of season two is a real. Um, it's a ride. It's a ride. Wild ride. It's a ride. Yeah. Wildest ride in the wilderness. <laughs> so, um, oh my god, are we ever going to get to go to Disneyland again? 
I don't know. I know. They're going to open it up soon. Yeah, but I'm not going to go. Um, <laughs> so then we cut over to, or then we see Jen, who is also all alone. Yeah. No one around her, standing with a blanket wrapped around her. Yeah. And, um, like, not even, <laughs> no, not even cops, not EMTs, nothing. She's just, we got all a this money for police, and they're just like so procedural as well, you yeah. know? It's like, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I gotta say, I know a lot of people hate this episode. Um, yeah, I was seeing that online, and I was like, whoa, this is like such an iconic episode to me. I know, I me mean, too. I hate it because like they get back together, yeah. um. But uh, I don't know. It seems so iconic to me. Yeah. And and my thing is, like, I actually kind of love this episode, though I love it for a different reason than I used to love it. So I used to love it because Dawson and Joey got back together. Right. um, In 1999. That's why Mm -hmm. I loved it. Now I love it because, like, I think we get such a deep look at Joey. Right. at At her trauma, at her character, at what she's experienced and how, like, all of this stuff, like, does not go away. And then also I love that we get such a great look at Jen. Yeah. Even though it's small, even though we don't get as much time with Jen, like Jen being like, I don't know where I'm fucking going. Like, yeah, you know, she kind of is in a similar place to where she was at the beginning of the season. Absolutely. Where she's like feeling lost again. She feels like she's really tried yet again with all these people. And she's like super lost. And I, and then we get into Andy too, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is like, I like that this episode is really revolves around the women. Right. Um, Even Gail. Yeah, Gail. Although she's. I don't love what she does. This episode, but yeah. (laughs) But like, but you get into their shit and you get into all these women and their kind of shit. And that's that. I really like this episode for that reason. Absolutely. Um, which is, which, like I said, is a different reason than why I liked it in 1999. Yeah. 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 So. So who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for Jen. Mm-hmm. I think this is, I mean, you know, being, I, I have spoken, I know a little bit about how I had friends that died when I was in high school. I was not there when any of them died. I can't, I honestly can't imagine. I know. Um, you know, at this point in my life, I've been there when one person died, which is my dad. And, you know, that's it's hard. <laughs> and that, you know, and yeah, that's, totally. you know, that was natural causes, you know, and it was like. Right. Um, and per- you were like a little bit knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I can't imagine the trauma Jen's going to go through. Um, I'm rooting for Joey. Like I, I want I always want the best for Joey. Um Right. You know, I think she's been through so fucking much. And I just want the yeah. best for her. And then. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm worried about Jack, um, I think, because I think Joey has been focused on him since she hasn't had Dawson. But I wonder what's going to happen now. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, and I'm always rooting for Pacey and Andy, but they they were just cute this episode. Yeah. And, this episode and last episode, their storylines are so small. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So. Yeah. No, I'm definitely, like, we learned so much about Joey, at least, like, in terms of um, building her character and making it, like, you can understand her behavior a little bit more. So mm-hmm. that's always good because a lot of times I'm like, 
I don't get her, yeah. <laughs> you know? So when we're like, when you reveal more and more of people's trauma and like, just like the, the way in which she behaves with her dad is interesting to me. Right. So I'm definitely rooting for her. I mean, if her dad, now they have a new person living with them and like that transition would be so difficult, so oh, hard, so you know, hard. a lot to go through, you know, um, yeah. a lot of work. So I'm definitely rooting for her. Yeah. Fuck Jen. That's, I can't imagine what that'd be like. No, that's hard. She's gonna, have a, she's gonna have her own journey. That's, and also she's all alone. Like there's no one that can be like, oh yeah, when my best friend died, this is how <laughs> right. I felt, right. <laughs> you know? Right. So she won't have anyone to, ex- you know, go through experience that, that um, with. Yeah. experience with. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for our listener corner, yeah. I was talking to one of our listeners, um, and she had a question. I'm going to add a little follow up to it. This is about the, um, 216, the, yeah. where Joey kisses, or sorry, where Dawson, um, assaults Joey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Says, on further thought, I was wondering if Joey's forgiving Dawson at the end has anything to do with her father being a drug user. Perhaps she doesn't want to have to explain what Dawson did to her because her father did so many embarrassing things when he was using drugs. Maybe for her, it's just easier to forgive high drunk men instead of doing the labor. So one thing I followed up with her is like, do we know that Mike Potter is a drug user? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think they outright say it. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, I I think it's interesting that he was trafficking in marijuana. So like, I, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, as a Californian, I think of that as a not really a drug. I'm like, yeah, no, that was like my initial, like to her was like, do we know he's a drug user? Because in my mind, I'm like, they're hippies. He sold marijuana. Like the only reason why he went to jail is because they're poor. Like they couldn't get a good lawyer, (laughs) you know, like, uh, and then I was like, oh, I guess that's like just always been my perspective on it sure sure um you know that they don't live in california (laughs) right right of course yeah i mean i you know and i've been all over america and the vibe with weed is different everywhere i'm from california so i travel with weed i um you know have experienced people being like shocked about that yeah yeah having a different relationship with weed than I do and that's just like a you know um a regional privilege (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny because you know my dad uh my dad you know this but my dad grew weed um and yeah and was a weed dealer uh up until I was about six and and other psychotropic drugs so I think like for for us it's always been like yeah I mean it's just a thing you know obviously my dad's a white guy so um there was some privilege in the fact that he didn't go to jail for it ever. Um, He probably should have. And if he was not white, he probably would have. But yeah, so um, and that's actually when I was teaching my dad about white privilege, that's actually the, I was like, (laughs) hello, (laughs) sir. Um, But I think like, I think it's really interesting to me I think that's a really interesting um, idea because I could see her sort of being like, whatever, he does it when he's high and he doesn't mean it, which I think is a very like, yeah, I think that's pretty actually um, common 
you know, yeah. within sort of abusive relationships and not necessarily saying that Mike Potter is an abusive dad or anything like that, but like just that this, she's probably used to it. Um, yeah. And, and that's a, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. And, and even like, certainly if he d- wasn't a drug user, um, you know, maybe some of the people that he were, was friends with, that he ran with, you yeah. know, that he spent time with, um, had different boundaries with their drug use, you yeah, know, totally. Um, and you know, I don't think all drug users are bad, you know, no, uh, no, or no. abusive. So no. I don't mean it like that, but, uh, there could have been just like some elements that were not encouraging of her to have healthy, safe boundaries <laughs> with people yeah. under the influence. Yeah. I think that's, I think, um, you know, that's something that I don't really have a problem believing. I think that could be. True. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, cause it was really haunting. I remember thinking when she said like, he was like, I'm lonelier and sad. And she was like, is that why you got drunk? <laughs> and he was like, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> like totally. that's where her head first went. I, th- I feel know? like you and I could do a whole different podcast about that same episode. <laughs> like, I feel like I, have, <laughs> I know <laughs> when I was editing it and then like, you know, I listened to it um, to make yeah. sure we sound okay. Um, uh-huh. And that, and to make sure I'm not like nobody cuts out at any point or anything. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I was like, God, I, th- I feel like I have so much more to say about this. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. This show. That one's an iconic episode, yeah. too. The yeah. face and the cake. <laughs> face and the cake. Yeah, but this one's iconic, too. I mean, God, that song. That song is yeah. just so iconic. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um a wild time to be alive i hope everyone's coping with it and staying safe mentally physically emotionally um you know but yep. do what you can for this fight that we're doing um yep. you can find us on instagram and twitter at dawson's critique uh you can email us we want to hear your input any thoughts questions concerns anything we're all sitting around bored <laughs> dawson's critique at gmail.com yep. um you can follow my finsta uh, uh at aaron.hensley we want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song um you can find him on instagram at go freaking crazy he's been doing some all request live streams that are really fun mm-hmm. yeah please um like us subscribe uh write reviews wherever you get your podcasts it helps us out when you do that we would always like to thank Andrew Bush, who we don't get to see right now, but is forever in our hearts. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, we cannot wait to see him again. Um, we, You can follow me on uh, Twitter or Instagram at Pesty1079. Um, right now, I'm just basically yelling about politics, so <laughs> prepare if you're going to follow me. Um Rare Bird books. <laughs> Rare Bird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rare Bird production.